ah, 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 you know what it is. This is episode 56 of the three-piece set podcast reporting live from Dead End Studios. It's your boy Madrid in the building. What's good? How y'all living? We all right. You know what I'm saying? Right. Pretty good. We pretty good. Pretty good. Pretty good. We are we live? You know, we getting it on. We, get, we, we getting it in. You know, no Shannon this week. She's, she's out, you know, but we're here. We're strong, you know. Episodes are dropping. They with are. nothing but pure gas, that heat, you know? Yes, yes, yes. Flames. Well, it's probably going to be about <laughs> two weeks before you guys hear this, but, you know, happy Ramadan to all, all those observing. Yeah, yeah. Is it a happy or is it merry? Or is it some other instance of jolly? Yeah. Ramadan Mubarak? Yeah. Hey. Ramadan Mubarak. Mubarak, yeah. I, please, <laughs> bosses, don't, don't slay me for my pronunciations. <laughs> <laughs> People are just, celebrating Lent right now. Still? I thought it was like in February. No, I thought it was up until... No, oh, it's not Lent. No. You're right. I'm thinking of the Daniels Fest. Lent years ago. The what fast? Daniels Fest. I don't know that fast. She wasn't at the church. I went to a Baptist church. Huh? No. See, you had, to go, you had to go to a new birth... Uh, oh, one of the mega churches? Reclaimed, <laughs> reclaimed uh, <laughs> not Protestant, one of them jobs. Episcopalian. Episcop- Episcopalian. Is it, is no, I don't even to like AM, Southern Pistol Baptist. Pistol Pete 10. Methodist what AME. Uh, <laughs> That's like a school? Rebirth. Yeah. New Jehovah's. <laughs> it was in New Jerusalem? I don't know. Resurrected. Uh, we ain't have no church in the wild. It's where I'm from. <laughs> Whoa. The short and shield of Christ. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, I always wonder, like, where did it come up with these we are, names? We are churches? from the church of Daniel. I mean, they take one word like dove, prince of peace, you know, and they just throw it together and just make white dove, prince of peace, Baptist church. There you go. I don't know. I had a I had a preacher like holding up a Bible. It was like, pick up your swords, hold up your swords, just like like waving it around. I'm like, yo, what like the a shield and a sword. What the fuck are we? What the fuck is this, y'all? I just came here for a goddamn funeral, and now I'm getting told I'm gonna go to hell. Like, I think we're all going to hell. Is that a warm welcome? That's <laughs> horrible. That is that is that is the average experience. Yeah. yeah. No matter what, it could be a christening. You're going to hell. It could be a christening, but. If we're since we're talking about preaching and pastors, um, rest in peace to DMX. We we lost uh, a prophet, if you will, uh, a man who was you know open and honest about himself and like all of his struggles and shit like that. So I really just want to take a moment to like just talk about his honor, his uh, his legacy. You know what he left behind. Yeah. In a way, he was more human than us all. But the way he exposed how he was living, how yeah. he how he how he felt, how he experienced. Yeah. yeah, like he said it best. What y'all want from a nigga? Like, man, like come that's on. That's one of my favorite DMX songs. Yeah, I, I feel almost feel like we mentioned DMX on just about every other episode. He just has to be brought yeah. up at yeah. some point. Like, just, yeah. just about how great he was. Look, we were the belly podcast for a while. Yeah, <laughs> if, if it wasn't Damn, belly, can't act. If, if it wasn't if it wasn't belly, it was it was really you know cradles to the grave. Oh my god, um, when they put, when they added that died. to Netflix. <laughs> When they added those to Netflix, I was like, "Yes, thank oh, yeah. you." Yo, did you know? Like, there was there there was uh, kind of like a back to back to back to back. There was three films which yeah. pretty much were all about the same thing. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> starring the same actors. Yeah, yeah. like yeah. it was it was DM it was DMX and Jet Li for two films, yeah. but al- also Isaiah Washington, but yeah. also um, Anthony Anderson. I think An- yeah. Anthony Anderson and DMX were the only ones that were in all three. It was like yeah. it was like from like ninety nine to two thousand like one. Yeah, you had a movie with Jet Li. You had the one with Steven Seagal. 
Yeah, it was Jet. It was, yeah. it was Jet. It was Jet Li for. It was Jet Li for Ex- the first. Was it Exit two. Wounds? Yeah, that's yeah. the third yeah. one. Yeah. So, it was, so Romeo, Romeo must die, which which I almost feel like Aaliyah. Aaliyah was supposed to be in that movie, and they got DMX because them two were close. It was like, all right, mm-hmm. we're all going to do this. Anthony Anderson and then Jet Li. Then he did Cradle to the Grave, which was DMX and Jet Li as well, mm-hmm. with Gabrielle Union, and as well as uh, Anthony Anderson. And I think Isaiah Washington was in that movie, too, as well as Romeo Must Die. Probably. And then, and then Exit Wounds was DMX, Anthony Anderson, and Steven Seagal. Yeah. All of them classic films. Yeah, he, yeah. he was on a run. We really need that. A, we need that three. He had two set. What two yeah. platinum <laughs> albums? Two platinum <laughs> selling <laughs> albums in one year. Was yeah. that around? I feel like that was around the same. Yeah, it was because because he had say, his, because his music his music was a part of the soundtrack. So it was like at the same time promoting Smart. his music mm. with those films. That's mm-hmm. like actually I read that he wasn't really getting um, bread from the albums like that. Mm. So he was doing those fucking movies labels. to get money. Yeah, yeah. Def Jam was kind of fucking him over. Yeah, and he was, know, also, and he saved them. I also found I also he thought was it was kind of, I also thought it was kind of weird. Like he had a greatest hits album drop like an hour after it was announced he died. Oh, wow. Like if you went to like if you went like because naturally if somebody mm, dies right. you go to Spotify. He had another album that dropped that day, like a greatest hits album that dropped that exact same day. But when you heard that you know he had a heart attack and he had lost a significant amount of oxygen going to his brain. And things weren't looking good. I'm, you can reasonably assume that all right, we should start preparing things, get things in order, and stuff like that. You know, mm-hmm. so it, it didn't necessarily surprise me. But but, day, but so, like but like day of yeah yeah drop yeah. the album it, it felt, and then rack up. Come on, that was I, I thought that was kind of weird. It felt like it was in bad taste. I get what you're saying. Yeah. It felt like it was in bad taste, but it wasn't like okay, you know. Yeah. Once you know someone's going to pass away, then it's like, all right, do you want to wait to after to get everything in order, do you, or should yeah. we just start now? Because it wasn't like there was an already an album with those. It's kind of like, okay, these are the songs that everybody's going to want to listen to, so we're going to put them all in the day that because we know he's going to go. So it's like, mm-hmm. let's let's you know, let's go ahead and get this together. Yeah. But I thought was kind of weird. But we celebrating his life though. Yeah, yeah. But uh, it's dark and hell is hot, and flesh of my flesh, blood of my blood. Both of those albums dropped in nineteen ninety eight. Those first debuts and he number one sold a gajillion records. Yeah. First first two times out, that's which is like crazy. Yeah. Like it's in a time where you had to go out and physically buy the C D, mm-hmm. it's it, it was an amazing feat. And now it's like a almost like a staple for rappers to drop to try and drop two albums in a in a year. Just to see if they can do it. Or it's like it's like dropping a double album. It's like, all right, have you really I really dropped it. He haven't dropped that double album yet. Like, I remember uh, Jay-Z, the reason he dropped Blueprint 2 as a double disc was because he said, like, you know, Big dropped a double disc, Pac dropped a double disc. You know, I want to I wanted to punch my, I want to be up there. I want to put my name in that hat. You know, DMX ain't dropped a double disc, but he dropped two albums in one year. I wanted to, to do here, that here, same here's, thing. Here's a, a shit ton of music that all of them bangs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, my dad. My dad was ta- my my sister was uh, was telling me my dad was talking about the era of the beginning of DMX and like what that actually meant during that time because I think he, he was he was explaining like at the time like you know Bad Boy was the Bad Boy was like kind of like on top like Biggie like Biggie mm-hmm. just died and then there became like the Jiggy era where shiny everybody, suit yeah era. shiny the shiny suit era and then all of a sudden like after like after that period of time. 
Yeah. So, <laughs> so like during that period of time, um, this kind of there was like, and, and I guess in a different different podcast and different interviews, you mm-hmm. know, what was going on in the hip hop world, you know, there's a lot of like underground versus this. There's a lot of different sectors and niches where some of them was kind of you know there's a little bit of tension, but at the time of like the shiny suit, there's a lot of people who wasn't really fucking with that. But then here comes like DMX, where it's like here's just like the era of like, okay, shiny, we got money, da-da-da-da-da, bling bling. Then here comes DMX, like from the underground, that's just like this this nigga that's just like, yo, I'ma take your shit and I'ma put you in the fucking trunk. Mm-hmm. And this that that era is like that that vibe of just like, was, nah, fuck all that other shit. This is mm-hmm. the fucking real. It and was D- loud, it was aggressive. Yes. And that era that he just introduced, almost like introduced that new age era of like gangster rap mm-hmm. in '98. So that everything that he was, everything he did in like '98, kind of like he see the pattern of like what gangster rap is in the early 2000s. It's kind of like the blueprint of that would be like DMX coming out of that era of like shiny suits and jigging and all yeah, that, yeah. all that e- other stuff. E- e- DMX made music that sounded like New York. Yeah. Like when you listen to it, it's like, all right, this is what it feels like to be in New York. You know. Uh, I never, you know, I'm a big Jay Z fan, big, big big Jay Z fan, but I never necessarily got that sense from whole. Like when I'm listening to a Jay Z album, like, oh, this is what New York sounds like, or even Nas. So maybe, oh no, his first album, um, Illmatic. That, his, that gave I mean, me like felt like okay, this is what New York. This is what first, New York is like '96. His first, his first couple albums, it, it really made me feel like this is what New York was like. Like, cause I there was a point in the time where I like. I realized that I never really listened to Nas, mm-hmm. so I went back and went through his entire discography. So yeah. I went through, I listened to the first. I got, I got one day. I just got through his first couple of albums, and then the later stuff. I was like, okay, this sounds like you know you driving, you know you driving down, you know whatever whatever borough in a in a in an accurate legend and a vigor, something like that. But yeah, but like Imagine came out like in '94, right? '92. '92. <laughs> I remember because that, that's, that's the year I was born. It's like, yeah, 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 I'm, I'm, you know, Illmatic baby. So Illmatic came out that year, and then think like six years later, that how much the sound of New York changed. Yeah, and like how much it was always sounding like rough and like crazy, but like, it was just like, yo, this DMX had it. Like, I guess the best way I could put it, like growing up in Savannah, you don't really hear a lot of like New York artists unless you're watching like BET or whatever. So like the yeah, fact when that shoving it down your throat. Yeah, yeah, when they, <laughs> literally. But like I remember, like this kid, everyone loved DMX. Like you couldn't escape it. Everyone would be rapping DMX songs, and it's just like, man, this is yeah. Even my pops would just be in the house yelling DMX quotes. Uh-huh. Yeah, he has so many quotables. Yeah, uh-huh. <laughs> all, all the time, like in the Saturday mornings, going down, baby, on the foot pound, baby. <laughs> <laughs> all the time, he should make, he, he make rap. DMX rapped in quotables. Yeah, yeah. Like and you could pick, dare I say, scriptures. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you say you go to his concerts. He he start when he comes on stage. He start out with a prayer. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I'm so I'm so glad that actually right. I'm actually, yeah, wearing, actually wearing the hoodie. We just actually got to see the actually got to see DMX a couple of years ago when we went to the festival in California. Yeah. And I was so glad that I got. I was like, yo, finally I got to see DMX. Actually, it's on it's on one of my phones. I have to figure out. Where it is because I got a video. I got a video of the performance. I was in, I was way in the back, but at the same time, I captured that moment. Of, no, we of, can still feel his energy though. Like, yeah, one hundred percent. When you in the back, you feel you he feel just, you feel him all all the way in the back. He started preaching. He started talking about his baby mamas. He's like, yeah, you his look life. like life. He's like, yeah, you look his kids. Yeah, you, you look like him. You look like one of them too. Oh my god. 
But yeah, this it, that was that was that was an amazing perform, uh, performance. Glad I got to see that. Yeah, yeah he commanded so much energy when they uh, when they brought Woodstock back. You know that yeah. one video I saw. Yeah, that on one, one clip with, like, the, with the red with the red overalls. Yeah, yeah, like he make performing for the world. That, that was at Woodstock, and it's like of all the big shine rappers that was out that time, they chose DMX to cut to be at Woodstock, and like he had a whole joint jumping. Had another talent. Yeah, yeah, it's the energy, undeniable yeah. talent, and the, the ability to connect with people. It was just astounding. Like the the, <laughs> the like there's like there's there's rappers that people like, and then there's like. DMX, who was just like there with the people, it didn't, it didn't matter how big he was, he was just like very, he was a very, very connected person. Yeah, and then you start hearing all these fans come up with different stories they had about him. You know, he'll walk into a diner randomly in Tennessee and pay for everybody food. Or like this at one time, he, he's in a Waffle House. It's like 4, 4 a.m. He grabbed a mop. Because someone's like, yeah, it was mopping up the floors. He grabbed a mop and started mopping the floors and cleaning off the tables for the workers, told him to sit behind and don't worry about it. I got it. That's like just imagine just D- he's like you know if you if you can't if you can't mop <laughs> then you lost touch touch with reality right mm-hmm. so it's, it's and like, then afterwards he'll do Uber for him all three of his own first three albums <laughs> yeah. for free yeah man I can I can I can imagine just meeting DMX and you got the the amount of time to like just sit to sit and just like listen to him rap mm-hmm. an entire album and then do like another album and it's just like all right I'll see you later yeah like what the like I, I would I wouldn't even know what to do with myself if that ever happened. Yeah, man. Like this man was barking on records, and it and he wasn't corny. That is like. Didn't they say he they he taught his dogs how to ad lib? <laughs> yeah, yeah. When he was he used to freestyle. Yeah, he used to battle rap. <laughs> I saw a video of it. It was funny. Yeah, yeah I remember Jadakiss is doing his interview. He's like, yeah, Ron Yonkers before Dmx got on. He's robbing. He's when he's really robbing people. He had one dog. That he used to rob niggas with. <laughs> like his dog laid niggas down. Yeah, yeah, the gun. They come in like so. You, whenever you saw DMX walking down the street with that dog, Jeez. you know to get out of the way because he's he's on a, he's on a spree. <laughs> so he's real. Bro, life I got Mar- robbed by a dog. He's like real, he's, he's like real life Marlo. Yeah. <laughs> it's crazy how like how how warm he is of a person and then to know his history. Yeah, he was so. He really supposed to like dualities of people, you know. Like he did so much dirt, you know. He sold drugs, he did drugs, he he robbed people, you know. He he gave blessings, he prayed for you. He did all these things all wrapped up in one person. It's kind of like he is the human experience. Yeah, like like Tupac, you know, to a lesser extent. Like people love Tupac so much because Tupac was so human, and Tupac gave you showed you all sides of himself all the time. So like you can love different, you can love the gangster Tupac, you can love the the Black Power Tupac, you can love all these different aspects. The DMX is like that same way, and it's like no matter what you were into, there was a side of DMX you could that that appealed to you, and then you had listened to everything else. I mean, all the other shit ride too, all right? Yeah, like when um the day after he passed away, the first thing I did was like go on Inst- go on um YouTube and look and re look watch the battle. This versus battle with Snoop Dogg. Oh, I love that versus. Yeah, battle. that was a great yeah. battle. I watched it live. That was one of the first ones I really sat there and watched the whole thing. Yeah. So I sat there and rewatched it and just kind of like, dang, it was like bittersweet, you know? Because like, dang, at least at least this is here. Like it's an yeah. hour. Yeah. It's I'm a, glad you got to do it. Yeah, yeah. It's like almost two hours of footage if you get to sit here and just <laughs> watch DMX perform and talk shit with with Snoop and we, we, like we no would actions. quote that where. He said, shout out to all my baby mamas. 
And Snoop Dogg is like, all your baby mamas? <laughs> and he's like, all of them? He's like, yeah, that dog love baby. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, okay. That's my litter. <laughs> <laughs> That's my litter. Yeah, that's my litter. <laughs> and the dogs, they got 15 kids at once. Oh, yeah. man. But he, he, he said a quote in that that um, always stuck, has been sticking with me. since he, Ever since the first time I heard it, he's like, you know, the only uh, I love unconditionally. You know, say the only two thing, only two things in the world I love your condition is a baby and a dog. He's mm. like, yeah, man. You know, my love is mine. You know, my love is selfish. My love is mine. Even though it's for you, it's still mine. So no matter what you do, you can't take my love away from you. Cause that's how I'ma love you regardless. And I was like, damn. You feel me? It's full. Like I, I remember, like one of my favorite, like one of the, one of the episodes that really got me back into into, into drink tramps again. Was when he went and when he did um, the one with DMX. Mm-hmm. Like that's that's one of the ones I really like. I really wanted to because I, I guess never really listening to like a long format. Yeah. DMX speaking about like the early days and his life and stuff like that. That's what that's this is always like. I, that's one of the episodes that kind of like stick out to me. Wasn't that like recent too? Yeah, it was. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it was this year, but it was very. It was very recent. Yeah, he's talking about his new album. He said like yeah. Um, it had to be more recent because he saw about he had Pop Smoke on the album, yeah, Griselda. He had them on. He's working on the album and stuff like that. Um, I remember seeing that, seeing that interview. It was like, okay, oh, so you know, he's he's you know, DMX is all right, good. You know what I'm saying? So they just to hear that he passed was kind of like, yeah, it was unexpected because how yeah. I guess it was unexpected because of how great it seemed like he was doing. Right, it's mm-hmm. like he kicked the balls. Yeah, it was it was it was kind of just like, oh man, you know, we, we'll probably have the, you know, we'll have him around for a while. He kick, you know, we kick whatever act that he had. Yeah, you know, he brought his, you know, his kids was on the episode. It was like, yeah, I love my kids. You know, it was just it, so it was like thinking about that. <laughs> it was just it, yeah, was just it was hard. Remember he had that show was it like on MTV. He was like in Arizona or something like that. Or like yeah, Montana. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, I, he was I riding four show. wheelers and they had like a his best friend was like some old white guy. He was like the sheriff. He was like the sheriff yeah. of, the, of the town in Arizona. Wow. So it was, yeah. yeah. When was that out? Was that recent? Uh, no, no, it was. No, this is like, like early two thousand, maybe like two thousand six, seven, or something. Like this that. was like after after DMX's era had passed. Yeah, mm-hmm. but he was still DMX. You know this? Uh, Lord, give me a sign. No, Lord, give me a sign. It is there time to jump. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I do. But that that was pretty much. I think that was pretty much the last DMX album where it's like, okay, DMX is like, you know. DMX. Now it's yes, now yes. now it's kind of like okay, he's you know a, he's a '90s DMX. rapper. He, he <laughs> like, yeah, I think he had one. He had one other song. It was like "We in Here." That I, I since I recently went back and listened to his stuff. Like we, it's like it was "We in Here," mm-hmm. which is a pretty, which was a pretty kind of a big song. And then mm-hmm. "Lord Give Me a Sign" was the same. Um, another single <laughs> around the same time that show was out. Yeah, because it was it was the the opening theme of the of the show. Uh huh. Yeah, it all makes it make, him passing away made me think of like then we never really got that murder that murder ink album. You know, is the soup is like one of rap's first super groups. It was DMX, Jay Z, and Ja Rule. When they all that. No, but they, that was the that was the name of the group was called Murder Inc. And oh. Irv Gotti was like the executive producer of it. Oh. Yeah, they got a they got a I think it's a cover double XL. It's either a cover double XL vibe. All three of them on the cover. They got they got a couple songs together. Mm-hmm. Was them three, and that was supposed to be the the super rap group, but they never dropped the album. They said they had songs, and they you know whenever they talked about it, it was always like you know egos, mm-hmm. who was the best, who's mm-hmm. gonna get last belling on the song. Like you know, Ja Rule was like because Ja Rule this is when Ja Rule wasn't Ja Rule yet just yet, but he was on the he was on the way. Jay Z was still Jay Z, but at that time 
this is pre blueprint. This is pre Jay Z being the biggest or the best rap considered the best rapper yet. Like he was, you know, he was just the had longevity of it when all. When did Blueprint come out? I feel like Blueprint came out in like, two thousand one. Yeah. Actually, Blueprint came out nine nine eleven. Yeah. Nine eleven two thousand one. It came out the same day uh, some titles came out, and he still sold five hundred thousand copies. I always felt like Blueprint um, came out uh, so far with, like early on for some reason. Mm-hmm. I was like eleven when that came out, so I remember having that album. Like that was my, one of my first Jay Z albums, but I didn't. Two thousand eleven. I don't know. I thought that came out in like the nineties or something. No. Mm-hmm. Wow. I guess all the, that era. I guess like that era. Everything from like ninety eight to like two thousand and three kind of like blends together. Was mm-hmm. Hard Knock Life on the Blueprint album? No, that was the one before. I think. Yeah, that was Volume Three. Oh, is that where it's blue though? No, that's Blueprint. No, that's Blueprint. Okay, I had that other one. I had that one, but I had the one that had Hard Knock Life on it because I, so I was like, oh, let me get that album mm-hmm. at the you know, hoods lot, you know. <laughs> Yeah. Place that we used to go and frequent often, and they had that one. But I don't remember what the cover looked like because you know it was a bootleg DVD. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it, just, it just had the name on it. Yeah. <laughs> it was like, yeah, knows? man. But it's just a, like a reminder, like you, you know, go see the artist where you can. When whenever the world opens back up, you know, see see, see, who, see who you see can, who you when, can, you can. when you can. My biggest, one of my biggest regrets when Nipsey Hussle um, was on tour for Victory Lap. He came to Atlanta and I had to work that night. Mm. The tickets, I could have got the tickets too. It wasn't. I was like, dang, I, I could spend the money, but I'm still a broke college kid, so like, I really shouldn't spend this money. Yeah. And I should go to work. That's a responsible thing to do. And uh, I'm like, I just catch him next time. And next time never came. Um, the night, uh, Lupe Fiasco, Lupe, my favorite rapper. I've missed every time he's been on tour, every concert he's ever been to. I've always missed it either because I was too, like, in the glow in the dark tour, I was too young. I was in high school. My mom was about to let me go to Atlanta just for a concert. What? When he was on the glow in the dark tour, what kind My of mom was? would let me go. She'd be like, I'll drop you off. <laughs> <laughs> I'll pick you yeah. over the But, um, you know, every time he's been on tour, I missed it. In fact, he's actually performing live on a live, you know, right, artists are doing live streams. He's performing Food and Liquor right now. Live and it's like fifteen dollars to go, but you know we're here recording a podcast. Therefore, I'm missing another. <laughs> oh no! Yes. I slay. I'll be damned before yeah. I pay for a live stream. <laughs> yeah. Wait, can someone no can't like stream it? Like, like, I'll, like, there's, there's probably a perform. I could just string together a bunch of live performances of all, all the songs. I can't. I don't think I'll ever pay for the same feel. The same feel. Yeah, same I'll, I'll probably, I'll probably wouldn't. I don't think I'll ever do that. I mean, mm-hmm. I would do that if it depends on who the person is. Like, if let's say Rihanna, after you know, sixteen years, actually drops an album, <laughs> I would most definitely pay fifteen dollars to watch her like do, do anything. Actually, I don't know because there's 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 actually going to be another persona. There's going to be another Persona Five concert. <laughs> yeah. So they're doing that. So I'm like, I might, I might pay for that one. Actually, it's slick. I'm, I thought about, I actually kind of like thought about, I was like, yo, if I'm going to do a Japan trip, it would have to be a trip to where I can go and see something dope like that. When like, are we going to Japan? Good question. I'm trying to, I'm trying when to the go. world opens back up. Yeah, I'm trying to go. Yeah. I'm trying to go soon. Yeah. I'm trying to go soon. And hopefully they're doing another Persona 5 live concert because I will drop tears when they do, um, uh, Futaba's Palace. Oh, when Mother yeah. was. Oh my God! When oh they do God. that live, I will. I will. I will. Cause like a lot of times, I'll talk about. I will cry real tears when they play that song. 
Yeah. I'll probably actually, because like, I remember when, when we went to see Kid Cudi that one year, yeah. year of Indicud, when he Ooh, did, um, yeah. unstop, was it unsto- un, Unstoppable? Unfuckwittable? Unfuckwittable. Real tears. Just, just my, I, I think I watered oh up, God. I think I, at bare minimum, watered up a little bit. When he did on fuck with him. Yeah, every time I saw Cody, at some point I was at water, I was like, yeah, this, <laughs> is, this is it. This is it, Chief. Yeah. Well, last time he came, it was on your birthday. The one song I wanted him to do, he didn't do, was Ghost. That's my, my favorite Kid oh, Cudi song. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I would have cried. I've listened to whatever that new album of his is that y'all were talking about. Man, Man on the Moon 3. I bought the CD, but it just, it just it never shipped. It never shipped. They had so they had something something went wrong with like the logistics of it or something like that. But it still hasn't shipped. I bought it like when it dropped. It was just like okay, you Fuck. get the CD. That was last year. Yeah, and I still I still don't have it. Who'd you order it from? From like, its from its website. From from its website. Yeah. Damn. It wasn't. I think it was like fourteen dollars. I was like, yeah, let me go ahead and scoop this. Yeah, that's tough. Yeah. But yeah, I'll get it. I'll get it eventually. You know what I'm saying? So I can put it in the whip. Mm-hmm. Uh, did any of you guys check out the Isley Brothers versus Earth on the Fire versus? Oh yeah. What the hell did he say? <laughs> I just heard it in the background. Like, please. Well, what why? The, why Steve Harvey? What the hell did he well, say? They said they wouldn't do it if it was if Steve Harvey didn't host it. Uh, uh, he said. Uh, uh, yeah, they all yeah, look yeah, really yeah. nice. Uh, yeah, yeah, I yeah, feel like yeah. that was Cap. Uh, he <laughs> said. Yeah, no, yeah, they came yeah. out and said it. I still feel like it was Cap. I feel, like, I feel like Steve Hardy, I feel like Steve Hardy want he no I feel like Steve Hardy put out that shit himself like he had he had he had to do that he was shit. like no I have to do it that was y'all have to let like, me do it. I mean I can't I can't ima- I can't imagine anybody else hosting it though yeah like who else who else would you really expect to host something like that and then Ronald Isaac's seventy nine years old like you had to have someone who could coax these people into talking they didn't want to talk if you watched that the whole joint they didn't necessarily they wasn't really talking in the beginning they didn't let this one perform they really look they just gonna kind of sit there and listen to the songs because you're saying like these people aren't professional like who've been on talk shows and like yeah but they're like, been on interviews before yeah like, but they're like all, all of them are like older now yeah so. but they're, 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 they're still like, performers they're, they're, they're still yeah. they know a job they know a check too yeah, exactly. i feel like earth earth, earth went and fire can't be ageist about it you know yeah <laughs> no. they know how to get out and perform they'll get out and perform right Dating a twenty-year-old, like what do you? <laughs> Shoot, his beard says like different. So you know, it's hey man. What you know, it? I understand Steve Harvey and the um whole you know smoke and smoking big, coat and type. that big that big ass hat. Like Bob, he was got going mm. on. You know, dark wood. You know, books in the background. My drink in my cup. You know, type shit in my glass cup. You know. Brandy or whatever the fuck old just obnoxious laughing or some shit, but what he saying? But it's like I get it. I was <laughs> here the for hell? the music, you know. It's like mm-hmm. I love Earth, Wind, and Fire. Osley Brothers' Voice to Atlanta is one of my favorite songs. Like yeah. Earth, Wind, and Fire grew tonight. It's just like there's oh yeah so many songs. There's a list. Reasons I can just go down. I mean, it, I used to listen know? to Reasons walking because like I remember one Christmas me and my sister uh, we got little pocket little pocket radios with, with like it's like a little little silver little thing where you get like just to switch the channels to turn the volume up and I yes. had a little, little headphones yeah and the oldie station used to play Reasons every morning so I, was, I used to Isn't walk that's to so funny. I used to walk to elementary school every day with my sister listening to the oldie station and, and they would play Reasons every single day mm-hmm. that's um, you know I think. Hmm. There's mm, there's so many, so many songs. Yeah, they did. They had. I think they had the longest verse. I think they did twenty five songs a piece, which is like fifty songs total. Oh yeah. It was almost. It was like three hours long. I 
mean, like, there's just so many songs that have been used in, like, television for the both of them. I'm thinking of just the Ozzy Brothers because I was looking at um, Harvest for the World, and that's one of my mm -hmm. favorite, like, fall type of songs. Yeah. yeah. But it's, like, because there's that song for them, and then, like, I think the OJ's Stair, Stair, uh, Staircase to Heaven, I think it's, like, those two songs for me as, like, a nice fall type of melody type in my step mind. Step like, you know, I feel like crunching leaves when I hear these songs, you know? <laughs> I think uh, one of my, I think I did when I was doing the the radio uh, the radio show for the school. I think I had one hour that was, I think it was either an hour or a complete set that was just me playing um, Isley Brothers on vinyl. Yeah. Just back, just back to back to back Isley Brothers. I just sometimes when I, I remember listening to Voyage to Atlanta and Atlanta. Goddamn. Voyage to Atlanta. We got who yeah, over my, here. That's my, we got that's my favorite Isley Brothers song. Voyage to Atlanta. That is, that's yours too. That's it's my favorite. One, my yeah. fa I, I, and now you know, not gonna yeah. to never hope to have this, but it's like I always used to listen to that song and be like, oh, if I ever have a love like this, you know, to have had a love like this, to have them be separated from me, and then I can't get to them, but to have a new love and to always pine for that old love, and it's like how he sings about it in that song is just like. Damn, I never had this before, you know. Mm -hmm. Even being young and listening to it, it's like I've never had these feelings or emotions. But to listen to how this man sings about it, it's like, oh my, you know. I don't ever want to have this feeling, but I feel something listening to this. Yeah. And it's like now, you know, being older and having, you know, dealt with that type of stuff, you know. That's the thing about different. really good music. It changes as you get older, like mm -hmm. the meaning changes. And you can find different meanings and everything. It's like, I think for me, that's why they're so timeless. I mean, Earth, Wind, and Fire, too, you know, mm. same thing. Of course. They got the bangers. Of course. Yeah, it's but, just completely timeless. It'll yeah, be you know, like Footsteps in the Dark, part one and part two. Man, like, 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 I never really understood that song when I was young. Now, as you get older, he's like, oh. Like, you, never, oh. you never actually listen to the lyrics of the song. It yeah, it just good. sounds good. It just sounds good, yeah. It just sounds good. I think that's why I was like, when I re-listened to um, The River thing. by Al Green, and I really listened to the song, and it was mm. like, then I heard it was about a friend of his. It was like not like a church song, really, but it was like about a friend. And I was like, it just took on a whole different meaning. I appreciate it a lot more. But man, when you get old and you listen to the music that your parents listened to, you know, mm. growing up, or maybe your grandparents. And for me, it's a lot of this music. It's like the parent in the dark or the aunt in the dark with their drink listening to this music all together, you know, in their feelings type of music. Just, sit, just sitting in the yeah. basement. Blues. They put, they, yeah. put, they put the red, they put the red light on. It has a little bit of like, it smells like a little bit like cigarettes. Yeah, it's like, like you, oh, you know, they carpet. uncle, uncle Charles in the basement again. <laughs> it smells funny down there. <laughs> Someone's in their feelings. They talking about, you know, they telling stories. You know they down there lying. Glass, glass. <laughs> they down there lying. Glass, exactly. glass, full, glass full of Hennessy. <laughs> Cigarettes. Just, just, Imagine yeah. trying to relax oh, with yeah. a glass of Hennessy. <laughs> just, 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 just wool and just wool and wood everywhere. It was, it was, exactly. a, it was a different it was, era. It was just hot. But when I was listening to it, I was in Madrid's room, and I was like, "Yeah, bro, this just reminds me of, like a Thursday night going home from school. You on your way back from your grandma's house, you just driving. Your oh, mama got all these stations on. You just like, oh yeah. man, all these all these joints hit. Then you just hit his mic based in. <laughs> What's up, old heads? <laughs> I'm like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Please run us off the road now. No. <laughs> I can't do this shit. Oh. And that's the energy I got from Steve Harvey. 
You know, uh, you're driving to school, you just, you got him and his what, nephew, nephew Tommy. God damn. I'm like, bro. I used to love I went to hell. Some, I'm like, um, stop laughing, please. Steve Harvey in the morning show. I love his Steve strawberry lettuce. God damn. Gonna, his voice would piss me off. <laughs> his voice pisses me off. Yeah, I remember I got a I got a Uber. My car wasn't working, so I got a Uber. <laughs> I got a Uber to work one day, and they had the Steve this Steve Harvey morning show. I was like, "What the fuck is this nigga talking about? This nigga always complaining about some shit. Women ain't doing this. The kids ain't doing that." And that's pretty much it. He just got always something to say about women and kids. They not. Yeah, that, not he knew his demographic. Show. You ever seen shit? They were, call, <laughs> they were calling the Steve Harvey con. It was just like a bunch of the Q dogs, just just like old Qs, just wearing nothing but Steve Harvey suits That's and funny. bald I, with I mustaches remember, and cigars. I remember, I remember that shit. That shit, <laughs> that shit was funny as fuck. That shit was funny as fuck. The fact that they actually did it. Oh my! Like seeing like seeing a poster of it is like funny, but like the fact that that shit actually happened and enough people showed up for it to like to really work. I wonder what kind of food they, they catered. Oh, my God. My mom bought me Greens. that goddamn fucking Think Like a Man, man book. Oh, fuck. Because she likes that. Well, I mean, now she knows better, but before she... <laughs> That's good. Before, I mean, this is before I, like, came out. And this is, like, you know, I was a different person in my early 20s. But she used to buy us all of these, like, self-help books. But because she's black and, you know... Not really Southern, but Southern, you know, you know, most black people raised in a Southern way, I guess you can say. Yeah. And, you know, so a lot of the self-help books she would give us would be like church-based. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, you know, those church-based ones where it was, oh, God. I just remember, I still have that book. I still have the Think Like a Man book on my bookshelf now. Oh, no. I don't know why. I, cause I look it's at a placeholder. It it really is. His, his mustache is just book. there stare, staring back at you. <laughs> they, is it is is come with a bookmark where it's the mustache? No, but if it did, I would keep it. Like, I would use that every day, actually. Like, he's he's had to have done that, right? Hmm? He's had to have done that, right? What? His mustache as a, as a bookmark? Yeah. No, I just think of um the episode of Proud Family where yes, Penny gets the credit card. Yes. It's just his mouth <laughs> and the fucking mustache is the credit card. It's That's like, yeah, how go, I always go ahead, spend that money. You're going to get that right back. It's like... I don't. I wouldn't mind him being like the voice in my head, like he's no, no. Like, what the hell did he say? Like that would be my own personal hell. Really good, but just a little too much cologne, yeah, you know. Yeah, it's yeah, like, damn, yeah, um, yeah. I, I knew you was here when you fucking got out the car. <laughs> but he would like leave you in the car while he go talks to a lady friend, and like he would be gone. Oh, coochie man, like all fucking day. <laughs> like he seemed like that type of nigga, like that type of uncle. Like that nigga, like damn, that nigga had me in the car again. Your uncle that just got out and he's having a date in the back, but you back there, he's like, all right, just be a cute kid nah, for about 15, 20 minutes. Cause he too slick, cause he and got then nice suits on. You gonna have to on. go on and go. He got nice suits on. Does nice Steve hat. Harvey have nice suits? Shit. Yeah, Steve Harvey do. We have a nice suit. You can tell how nice it is by the number of the buttons. <laughs> You gotta just pay, because you gotta, there's 24 buttons now, on there. Nowadays, you gotta pay, you they got them big picnic. You gotta um, pay for the buttons though, right? It is a band, it's a band of buttons. So you gotta pay for that fabric. Ain't nobody talking about the buttons. Give me all the goddamn fabric. fabric I mean, if it's ankles. triple breasted, you know what I'm saying. That's a lot of goddamn material. It's a lot of material. You gotta pay for yards of like yellow. For the yards, you gotta pay for the button. You know, metal. Fabric. The matching hat. It's and crafted. <laughs> you know how much a button is. But <laughs> buttons. <laughs> but yeah, that, these buttons made out of. That versus it really it really made me sit there like, dang, I'm so. I'm, it made me thankful 
I mean, not watch, <laughs> but no, it made me thankful to listen like the Tom John in the morning and mm-hmm. and you know, Tom John yeah, listen, listening to like uh, the Quiet Storm and all. I was like, yeah. the Quiet, quiet storm. storm, yeah, uh, this is the Quiet Storm, the Sweat, the Sweat, the Sweat Hotel. hotel. Yo, what's oh, up, song, yo? It's uh, Keith Sweat. <laughs> He no, that. no, Keith Sweat. The, no. the, 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 the Sweat Hotel. I don't like Keith Sweat's With voice. Keith Sweat. It was always oh, just be. Side note: Keith Sweat is the only singer I know who sounds different all the time. Like, but you know it's Keith Sweat. But like how he sings is different. You're so right. He's like oh, twisted. God. Sounds different than all. Um, you got me twisted. Is it? He's like three different parts of his of his voice that he can just like yeah. go into. Yeah, and that's like I. And, I never Girl, heard. Get me twisted, man. Yeah, See, that's at the top right there. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a little harmonica. Yeah, <laughs> it's like I don't know any other that artist buzzing. that did that. Yeah, buzzing in the back of his throat like a toy. Yeah. Like, oh, he's like one of them squeak toys. Like, you want to like take like when the dog is chewing, trying to get it out. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Oh, oh that reminds me. I'm sorry. That doesn't. Anyways. You know that show you were talking about, Kim's Convenience? Yeah. I started watching that. Yeah. It's like a passerby. And then I had to Google some stuff because I thought it was hilarious. Because when he starts talking about when Japan <laughs> stormed North, like stormed Korea in 1910, oh, yeah. like, I had to Google what the fuck. I didn't know that Japan yeah. like tried, was out to destroy yeah. Korean culture for like Oh, yeah. Japan, Every, Japan was out here. The, out fact every, the fact that they're on like cordial terms now is, is wild. Yeah. It is. Yeah, they were no, fucking no, no. like. Every, every, every other Asian country. Hates Japan. I can't believe like, Japan, who they were. the smallest country tried to conquer all of that. Like they were. Look when he when he Japan was rebranded. Hard <laughs> rebrand. It's like yo, we we to, gotta, like, to like not uh, what is it? Not sue cars, but uh, to get the cars towed. And the the guy was like, <laughs> "Is it a Toyota? Is it a Suzuki?" I was like, "Why is she naming Japanese cars?" And then like it went into the whole you know thing about you know them trying to destroy them. <laughs> this little like. Because Japan is on the coast of China and Korea. It's like right there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's it's so just small. this little elbow down there. It really you know is. What I'm and they're just like, we're going to try to dominate everyone. Yeah. Have, y'all, have y'all seen the, the Netflix um, series uh, for. Um, it's like Battleground Japan or something like that. It's yeah. a new. It's a new. No, 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 it's, I haven't it's watched a, it yet. It's a new. It's a newer documentary. I know what you're talking about though. It's about like it's pretty Oda Nobunaga. Yes. Yeah. It's pretty. Uh, you know yeah. what I'm saying? It's pretty. It's pretty great. It's a. It's basically how Japan um, went through um, the stages with the samurai and how this. It's like pre. Um, how the samurai were just like all like kind of like the police. They were just yeah. like the military I mean, force. Mm-hmm. Nobody it's, loves like Shogun. Japanese history more than like old white men. <laughs> Besides young white men, I want yeah. to say black people. But it's but, like, but it's, it's we really, like weeb shit. We yeah. like Asian culture. Yeah, yeah. but it's, it's really it's really because it, it it's they there's kind of like different types of that documentary style, which is like. Actual act, actual actors portraying, but it's still like documentary style. Mm. So it's really it's really great historical. You know when they go to eat, go into each battle and like you know the birth of you know the shinobi, the ninjas. You know how the samurai came to be. You know how like the farmers were this and the people in the mountains were that. This is a, an important battle. This person died. This this and that. And it kind of like it kind of like goes into I guess like in the later episodes it kind of it kind of goes into how after Japan was kind of was kind of kind of unified, 
Powell went into like the different um, feudal eras. Yes. No, not the not feudal eras, but how it went into like conquering, trying to go battling with China, battling with. Korea. Oh yeah, it's a small country with no resources. Uh-huh. Nothing. Like, it's a small island country. They have no. Japan has no real natural resources, so. But they got them hands and swords. Yeah. They got fish. <laughs> yeah. Water. They say they say at the time at the time when they were at the time when they were battling each other when they were battling each other because it was like complete anarchy, mm-hmm. like the their weapons and their military was probably the best. Like the samurai was was probably the best warriors ever. Mm-hmm. That like peak peak. Who was like, explaining this? Confucius. I'm sorry. I mean they no. I mean they it was it, it was, I, 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 it was, I, it was an old white man. Yeah, but they, but they did. But, but they did have. I'm not trying to make any points. Just did, I just wanted to know for they, clarification. It's like they did have different. Pe- mm-hmm. They did have di- different people speak. But yes, for the majority, like if there was ten, <laughs> if there was ten speakers, seven of them were white men. That sounds about right. But nah, you know. That's interesting what they do. But 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 the, but the way they were explaining it, like yeah, the samurai were kind of like mm-hmm. the, like yeah. peak, peak warriors. The samurai. Of yeah, that, that time. just pissed me off. Did they ever huh? talk about how? And it's just like a that I always think about. It's like certain countries, um, Korea. I know about like Korea, not really in China as much, but because I don't know. But like Korea and Japan has that like we are one type of mentality as a country. China's like that too. China's is like it? That. Yeah. So it's like, why is that? Like, is it? China's you know, definitely like they that. Do, they needed to be this way for maybe. I, I mean, feel like that's. Yeah. I mean, most, yeah. we just have a we just know. have a fucked up view of it because we're like we're Western, we're Americans, we're oh I gotta do everything for myself. I have to erect this system that's gonna fucking make me. <laughs> you know, yeah, put me at the top. Just I mean, me, I mean, me, me. Even even from the beginning, what America was to like the Britons, like you go to America. And you are building even even now when people think of America it's like I build this so I, I come to America and become something. Yeah, the American it's, dream. When yeah. you hear yeah. Americans, yeah. you think America cowboys, line. you think cops, and you think guns, guns. and racism. Cowboys, <laughs> cops, <laughs> and guns. Yeah, but um, when it comes to like China specifically, yeah, I think it's a billion people in China. It's a dip. Um, capitalism can't work. It's too many people for capitalism to work. It failed. Like it, capitalism doesn't really work in America. It's look at how many homes. It works for it depends. It, it, who, who, it, who is, who it is works working? for it works for enough people in America that you know think of how many homeless people have. To say that that it does. If there's a billion people in America, we had capitalism. It, it would be riots in the street every single day because it's not it's not enough money. And think and that's what it was going on in China. It was like two warring factions. The people who wanted capitalism. And the way things were, and people were like, nah, we got to do something else. We need this communism shit yeah. popping. So they was actually at war with each other when World War II popped up. When Japan came and invaded, like, oh, y'all niggas fighting? Bet. We going to come and run run all this shit up. And they did that. So the two sides came together. It's like, all right, we're going to have this truce. We're going to kick these Japanese motherfuckers up out this bitch. And once this whole war thing's over, we're, we're going to come back. We're, 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 yeah, we'll, we'll figure it out. <laughs> you know, we'll figure it out. <laughs> we're going to pick up. Yeah, essentially, the, the people who are the uh, the capitalists or the democratic side, they they weren't as prepared as the communists were. The whole time they fight the war, the communists are like, all right, when this, as soon as this shit, as soon as this shit's over, we're, t- <laughs> we're, we're, we're kicking these niggas out. Sounds like a parent when I get you. <laughs> yeah. So, and that's how, you know, China uh, turned into communism. And then, you know, Mao came in and Mao's great leap forward, which he did a lot to stabilize China's economy. It's just like, 
Yeah, that's the, that's just the that's part. That's that's the part people don't talk about. Like it's, it's weird. Like it's a lot weird. of people died under my. A lot. It's of weird how people, people talk about like yeah, you know, communism and like quoting like Mao Zedong and pulling mm-hmm. that picture. It's like bro, like you know, these people he. It's like bro, do y'all understand? Do y'all understand what what happened over there? Like yeah, great, you know this this one specific <coughs> factor, but like when you go into the details of like what the theory, fuck was yeah. going on over there, like yeah, yeah, and he was, if, the amount of people that just starved as China was trying to like catch up. And it's like, all right, y'all out there in the rural plains, y'all, y'all gotta die, y'all, just, y'all gotta do it. And that's why no, this isn't a political podcast or anything like that. But this is why, like, when people talk about communism necessarily in America, I can't necessarily get next to it because if America ever was to go to a full communism regime or whatever, who do you think is gonna be the people that gotta die first? Exactly. Like, just, just, like, America has told us one thing: exactly. communism doesn't end racism. Yeah, you know the power. I mean, the thing about these different government structures is who is in power with the structure. That's what determines everything else. Yeah, but I can say you know, um, communism or those in power of communism have been very like kind to black people throughout the years. Think of Fidel Castro and how he he held asylum for Asada Shakur. Um, He was the one of the only people that supported. Ooh, some man that's South African name Nelson Mandela. Like when when Nelson Man, he supported Nelson Mandela so Nelson Mandela so much that when Nelson Mandela finally was free from prison, he went to go visit Fidel Castro first. You're like, oh yeah, I'm gonna go visit him first because his man really held me down. Also, Nelson Mandela isn't really the you know among Cubans they hate they kind of hate him for that because so many people died under Castro. Yeah, the same way um with Mao, the first before the Olympics. It was uh, it, I don't know if y'all ever noticed, but it was ping pong that brought the U.S. and China together. Ping pong. That's that. That was Tom. Yeah, we saw. Yeah, we saw Forrest Gump. Yeah, yeah. It's, but yeah, that's that's really was the thing. Like the ping pong teams which brought the U.S. It got brought to the table. Before ah. that, yeah. <laughs> I see what you did there. <laughs> yeah, but before that, it was actually the Black Panther Party met with Mao. Mao actually met with the leaders of the Black Panther Party to break down communism. And, you know, so they actually was able to go over to China and meet with those, with people in power. So that's why black people always have a positive reflection or idea about communism because the, com- the communist country- countries have always supported black people <coughs> or supported the struggle. Look but it's... About the communist black people in Russia? Like there's a lot of black people yes, who went to Yes, explain Russia. that mm-hmm. to us, Sassy. I'm Sashka. just saying... I was just saying, because you what said you that. Saying? Yeah, no, but I'm you, just saying. Yeah, <laughs> so, so that's why it's like, in my belief, that's why it's such a big push for black people and communism. Cause communism's like kind of supported black people, or they supported the struggle, and things like that. And in an ideally perfect world of communism, we're all equal. We all working towards the same things. We all we all can survive through this thing. Yeah, makes sense. It just never really works out that way. And for communism to work, a lot of people have to die. Yeah, because I just can't trust. What ends up happening is the government comes in and seizes these assets and to redistribute them. Mm-hmm. But you know, you know, how was that, that, that actually redistributed? How, yeah. how is it? How is it received? Like, are they pull it up? All right, give us your milk. Thank you. <laughs> we'll give this to your neighbor down the a little block. For us, a little for you. We're gonna take some too. A little bit more fresh out of the teat. Yeah. And then you, give us the cow. <laughs> yeah, then it becomes like who has the power, who controls the military is really the one that control. Because how else, how else would you enforce all of these things? You Bingo. Know? Like, even like in China, because so many people is like a one child rule. So now that's where like that's so males are 
uh, more highly valued than, fe- than females if you if they, were, when they were born. So like it's like all right, you have a child, it's a daughter. It's like all right, let's leave them in the woods. Yeah, do we kill our daughter and try again for a son? But now that happened for so many years, for so long that now there aren't enough Chinese women for Chinese men to marry. And so that's been that's been a thing that's going on for years. For years, yeah. But, uh, ch- people Wait, in China it, have been going to Africa. Is it is that not what they planned? They didn't, no, they think, didn't think far enough ahead. I yeah. feel like they did. And they had to know that. That's another like thing. They I mean, had to know. You had to know like, what they were going to do. I feel like it's, par- it's partially this is what we want, but then it eventually becomes a culture and it breathes into something else. I don't know, because that, even when I was a kid, I was like, I feel like they're not, they're playing the long game by saying, fuck it, you know? Like, we're going to reduce our population in the best way we know how. China putting out, like, from what I know is, I don't remember trying to putting out, like, masks conversations about safe sex about like birth control about abstinence like pushing for people to like sustain from having kids hmm. instead of just pushing for you to have this one i don't know you know i don't know mm-hmm. about it i'm just saying like just from what i remember you know i didn't do any research about it but it's like from what i remember i don't remember them saying much about that in the history books i mean nor like could you this. it's china we don't really know True. Yeah, it's not like, well, like, what, like what, what type of medicine did they have Their access program. to? Yeah, like you mm-hmm. know, so it's like now that if these people do have kids, oh, we're gonna have the, and you know have this law. But if you have these babies, then you know we don't know what you're gonna do with these goddamn kids. All I know is that as we can't afford it. Yeah, we just don't want you to have them. So you know, good luck to that. But we don't want you to have them. So it's like, come on, you have to know. It's like I know we're not a political podcast, but it's like if you take away like. <laughs> birth control not birth control but like abortion rights and then there's going to be a lot more women who go and have like backdoor abortions because they don't have like the ability you yeah know, when you, when these, you ban like, it people, people, yeah. you're not going to stop people from doing it yeah, you're so just going like, to stop you're, you're going to stop safe ways exactly so it's like it, these yeah. people are going to keep having these babies and yeah you know they're going to do something negative with the girls and and it's like not even like the way of it's like a culture thing because it's not like they have to have dowries anymore, you know. Okay. It's not like you have to give like fifty fucking cows for a girl, like for a girl daughter. Yeah, but ironically enough, in China, it's kind of going back to that because there's so few Chinese women, and Chinese women are more value than you know. Yeah, having a pure blood Chinese baby is you know cool. Yeah, whatever, right? But well, now since there's so few, if you was to have a Chinese daughter, you have fifty, hundred people all vying for it because it's not an, it's not enough to go around. But so what? now it's back to like. I've been hearing about them, like, le- the leftover women that they talk about. Like, the women who are, like, in their late 20s and, thir- like, their late 20s and 30s. They're called the leftover women who are out of the uh, age range of being, like, you know, the spring chicken to be married. Mm-hmm. And, like, their parents have, like, this day where they go out and they hang pictures of their daughters. And people can go and look at the pictures and, like, a brief profile of the back. Of of the picture about the woman or whatever, and then contact them to get married. So it's like, you know, you hear this one thing and then you see things like that, and it's just like, so what's happening here? Like, oh yeah, yeah. Maybe I'm sure it's just our westernized <coughs> ways of thinking. But like, I never. There's things about China I wouldn't, I can't necessarily get down with. You're you know, right? But that's, again, this is not a political podcast. Yeah, and we live in America, so yeah. we have no room to judge anybody. We surely don't. <laughs> I just have questions about, you know. Just from, like, a curiosity standpoint, you know. Yo, yeah, no, yeah. I mean, like, I have questions about America. I don't 
Oh, <laughs> I live here and I still don't understand. Like, I am grateful to be I don't necessarily an need American, them. but I don't necessarily you know, need them answers. Racism and capitalism. It really is. It's like you got to start a business while being black. Like, mm-hmm. you know, use a nigga. But, you know, make a business. Still a nigga. But I won't give you a loan or help you. Well, speaking of business, Sony and Netflix are striking a deal. Yeah. It's actually, they've been going over this for like the last two years, trying to buy it. Because Sony, you know, everyone has a streaming service. <coughs> Sony streamers like, yeah, no, we're not coming out with a Sony streaming service. They tried out with PlayStation View. Didn't work. We're, we're out. I keep forgetting Sony and PlayStation are like the same thing. Yeah, so mm-hmm. Sony was like, all right. Pay us for the ability to have our content, and Netflix end up winning the bid. So it starts in 2022. Um, any all of Sony's backlog movies, any new things. Uh, so like, if a Sony cut like Spider Man, Spider Man Homecoming, or Far From Home, whatever the next Spider Man movie is looking about. When it comes to have streaming, have they name yet? Yeah, it, it, they announced it. Far From Home is already the name, right, of the other one? Uh, something. It was, it was uh, Homecoming, it was <coughs> Far From Home, and then it's like whatever the next Me one Me and my is. homies. <laughs> but Spider-Man 3, whenever that next, the new Spider-Man movie comes out, uh, when it goes to streaming services, it's not going to be on Hulu, it's not going to be on Disney+, Plus, it's not going to be on HBO Max, it's going to Netflix. Because that's the deal that uh, Netflix and Sony struck. They've also get a number of Sony's backlog movies. You know, Netflix lost... Um, NBC, they lost the office, they lost all those joints, yeah, they lost the, the stars Peacock, movies. Right? Yeah, yeah, because I, all, Peacock, yeah, every every place that started their own streaming okay. service, they pretty much just took their content off of Netflix. <clears throat> so, even if you go on Netflix now, there aren't a whole lot of movies besides Netflix originals, yeah, right. Yeah. And it's like because they, they lost them all, so now they're gaining all these Sony movies back, and they also get a first look deal to any straight to straight to streaming movies so when will that be available 2022 is when the deal starts i was wondering about what is it um you know how pair like cbs and paramount Mm -hmm. and then like now they have changed it it used to be like cbs and now it's like you have the paramount plus yeah it's still cbs all access yeah now it's gone i I I said it once i said a thousand times i need paramount plus to fucking fail i'm so over it's not gonna fail though i need all of them to fail they have spongebob all of them they have avatar all of them all the Paramount movies. Like I can't watch anything now. Like I like they had Discovery, Star Yard. Trek Discovery on such a lockdown that I end up having to like that's do all some like, crazy that, shit to that's watch. That's all that I gotta show. say. Yarg. I don't know what that means. Ahoy mateys? <laughs> what? Pirate noses. Pirates. Oh, oh. For the time oh. being, like you I know, what I'm saying that. you can still get, every, you can still, you can still have access to everything and make it easy for yourself. This ways yeah. of, it's a little, bit, it's a little <laughs> bit more effort, but you can still view pretty much everything. We'll talk you, you later, can, Josh. Get you a good VPN. You'll be in business. Get you I a, have a good one, like, but you, I don't know the right. I, get you. I'll be confused about what I'm doing. Honestly, like get you like a laptop or a computer and a big ass hard drive. Get a VPN, and you're pretty much set for life. I don't have any of those things. I mean, plus you plus what 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 you can do is like once you have like a laptop and a basically a laptop, a VPN, I big have an ass iPad Air, big ass hard drive. I don't have that. What you can do is you I can, can fix, an external hard drive. Same, anything okay. that did just just storage. You can set it up to where you can put like an HD screen, put it on your TV, have access to everything and play everything. So it's kind of the same as going like a streaming network, but it's a personal streaming network because you have the files that you can have access to, and you're still able to view it in HD on your TV. You can you have there's the you have the ability to do all of that. 
I have the ability to do a lot of things. Now, is it easy? Because, like, you know, when you came to pick me up, well, you know it took me a long time. Then when I was looking for stuff that I could not find. And I also was trying to turn off the Xbox. But I, it took me a while. What Xbox do you have? Come on. Is it an old one? I don't know. You know them shits are named poorly. <laughs> oh. they are. It's white. Is it Xbox or is it the Xbox Series X? It's an Xbox and it's white and then the handles. So that could the be machine. That could be a 360. That could be What's a What's it called? Uh, the game the one, console the hand one, machine. One S series. What's the shape? Is, is, is it like a is it like a square or is it like kind of like the controller sexy? is like does it have this? an ugly ass looking speaker and it's thing really on it? difficult to hold the controller and I and I was wondering why you would make a controller that was so bulky on the sides that you couldn't like do that like I like where when I picked it up it was so bulky and uncomfortable I didn't oh. understand why you would play that you gotta flex Big your hands. muscles huh I have so, big hands yeah but has relatively big hands yeah I have nice nicely sized hands. Hmm. So, no, it was uncomfortable. It was big. I didn't understand. It was stupid. <laughs> <laughs> like, it was. I'm not, I, I'm not the like, biggest fan of I kept pressing the button to turn it off. <clears throat> and I used to think it was easier to, like, maneuver the Xbox than the PlayStation. It still is. But, you know, it's stupid. I think they're all stupid. I feel like, why do I got to do all of this extra <laughs> I mean, you're, shit? you're not wrong. You're just like, supposed to be like, cut on. Netflix. Well, well, yeah, but it's not yes, even just that. It's like, why do I have to like? I have to have like a whole <coughs> account. I thought you spent all of this money on like these games. I don't fucking get it. I gotta like, put I my email it. in. Yeah. Like, no, it's not even gotta put my email in. It's like you have to get an account, and then like in order to get on the internet, to, you need really need the internet to play these games. I gotta buy the fucking game, and have the internet, and buy this console, and all these extra pieces of shit. That made no sense. I mean, I support it. It's but I don't. Capitalism. That shit's stupid in here. <laughs> but um, the thing about this Netflix Sony deal that really has my gears turning is the fact that Sony has scooped up. Uh, it's already scooped up Funimation. Now they scooped up Crunchyroll. So that's two of the major anime markets in America. That's literally eighty percent of all the anime you see is produced either through. Oh, I keep Funimation forgetting about Crunchyroll. Crunchyroll. I keep thinking that was like. My soju. Did you ever use that? No. For dramas? No, I didn't. I don't. Oh. I, I'm not a drama watcher. I'm not a drama watcher. Shamer? Okay. I just don't watch them. As long as you don't <coughs> shame us. No, no. Y'all have your place in society. <laughs> <laughs> but we do. But yeah. But, but, but going off that, with the fact that Sony already struck deal with six um, animation studios. To, you mean Netflix? Yeah, Netflix. Already struck a deal with six animation studios produce content exclusively for Netflix. That it like the new world. It was supposed to be like Netflix versus Sony on like who has has the anime share. Now it's looking like are these niggas in cahoots? Yeah. <laughs> are they about to asking? are they about to fucking like centralize anime for everyone? I can't Please. wait till that happens. I can't wait to you new want movies, that new I, ideas. centralized anime. It could be a good thing, but it could also be terrible. Because it could change, like, the whole, like, changing up the market share might change the way they make and produce anime now. Like, I feel like we were hitting a good cadence of, like, let's say, let's let's use Jujutsu Kaisen. 20, what, 23, 24 episodes, animated amazingly, fucking 10 out of 10 adaptation to the manga, you know what I'm saying? Like, no filler. Like, no what? extra bullshit. I'm, I'm like, the promise never lie. 
terrible execution. The second <laughs> season said, fuck what the manga did. And then it's like, oh, wait, wait, let's try and salvage it by ending it right here and right now. You know, like Chicken Run. You remember that, right? Yes. That was the show we compared to Chicken Run. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> they fucked it. <laughs> they fucked it. They, fu- oh, my God. Oh, yeah. Feel, it's I'm so f- bad that people don't even acknowledge the second season anymore. Okay. And that shit just, like, there was a point where writers weren't taking credit for the episodes. Like, <laughs> everyone refused, like, there's no writer. They're like, no, like, we're not we, putting our name I on this shit. I didn't write that. Ooh. Like, that shit was so poorly received. <laughs> Even people who didn't read it, I'm pretty sure it hit a point where it was like, what? hold on. <laughs> this is actually bad. <laughs> what are y'all doing? <laughs> so, that's what has me worried, you know? And I feel like this is a Netflix Oh my God. How could I forget? The show, the anime that I've been waiting for for years to get remade, Shaman King. Right, it's airing right now in Japan, but we won't get that shit for like another four or five months. months. Six months. For no reason. Because It's playing to... in Netflix on Japan, well, in Japan. Mm-hmm. Because it goes week to week in Japan, but you have to wait for an entire season to finish. They gotta and sub then, it or something? And then dub it yeah. if, they, if they're not already they can, dubbing it. Honestly, they could sub that shit in, a, in about a week. Yeah, truly. Mm-hmm. I'm being generous here. Charmin. Do you think uh, Ultimate? Man. I think I feel like Ultimate Muscle will be next. It has to be. I, Is there gonna do I haven't King? seen anybody say a word about Ultimate Muscle in over Shaman a King decade. has such a cult. It was weird because like he didn't. It was weird when he brought back Shaman King because it's been years since people really talked about Shaman. Shaman King wasn't like in the lexicon of like. It's, animated, it's, we need to. It was, it was on the tip of people's tongues. It's like, if you know, you know. It was on yeah. the tip of people's tongues. It was like, damn, you know, I really miss Shaman King. Shaman and King like, was, was, was. And with, with the way the meta's going, we're on the we're on the spirit, swordsman, fucking curses type of wave. I'll so give you that. It kind of works. I'll like, give you that. Bleach is resurrected, Shaman King's resurrected. Like, Bleach is it, resurrected? Yes. When can we get back to the hardcore tournament arcs so we can get fucking Ultimate Muscle? When can we leave the Isekai? Oh my god, the Isekai meta is terrible. <laughs> Yo, <laughs> so that Martin Lawrence movie, Black Knight, is actually the first Black <laughs> Man's Isekai. I love that movie. I did. I, I really like that movie. <laughs> when that, first, when that, it first came out, that's, I, that's, I, I really like that. That's what Yasuke is based off of? <laughs> <laughs> based off of something? Yasuke? Oh, no. I mean, oh, the, Black, yeah. no. Uh, no. Oh, I would say I watched that. I, that movie was horrible. For anybody that doesn't know, Isekai is like a different world genre. So like, um, I, I don't want to lead with that one. Um, dot Hack Sign. That's like the legendary. You no, know? you're mm-hmm. stuck in a video game. Overlord. You Overlord. watched Overlord. Lock Horizon. Lock Horizon. Sword Art Online. Are you trying to give people examples so they know what you're talking about? Yeah. yeah. Is it? <laughs> no, is it? <laughs> Is that those Black Knight? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. Those <laughs> <words> just... <laughs> You're in a different yeah. world. You, something happens, you get hit by a car, you get shot, you, you fall into a ditch. Oh, yeah. you like fall you into go, a hole in the back of the cane. Yeah, you go to a different world. Like, Narnia? Yeah, I, Narnia. This, this is Alice, okay. Alice in Wonderland, all, all those would be examples of Isekai. You get transported to another world and... That time yeah. I got reincarnated as a bra that contains massive milkers. I feel like that's the Isekai. Wait, what? <laughs> you say bra? Yeah. Like the soup? A bra? Oh, a bra. 
that, oh, you meant that you... contains massive milkers, you know? Oh, you know what I thought you said? I thought you said you were like soup. Like, you came back as like a broth. <laughs> and I was like, I could see had that. like milk in it. And I was like. That could be one. You you're know? saying that you're chowder. And then you got eight. <laughs> a broth with a lot of milk. That it's was chowder. <laughs> I would like some chowder. It's kind of warm outside, but I would like some. This is a rant. Weren't you talking about chowder last week? I was really hungry last week. You're up here looking for like some prosciutto or something, right? No, salami. No, salami. I ate some. <laughs> it was good. I have this porterhouse cheese. It's a porterhouse um, cheddar cheese. What makes really something good. a porterhouse? Yeah, Does it come from it porterhouse house? It, no, I'm sorry. It's the type of beer. Um, like a porter beer. I don't know if so I call it house, but it's a porter uh, beer with cheddar cheese. And it was for like... Um, Whatever Irish day they had, St. Patrick's Day. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> green day. You know, the green day. Um, so I ate that with some salami. But right now, up, you know, I really, because of fucking Josh, we're here talking about goddamn chowder. Oh. Josh, have you gotten into cheese yet? Into cheese? Yeah. I, I know you don't no. like cheese. You don't like cheese. But I feel like with your build, like, cheese would be in your uh, wheelhouse. It really seems like something that you'd be into. No, I, I, it's, it's still, like, the reason I, I never got any cheese is because, like, creamy textures made me vomit. Mm-hmm. So, I, I don't know. I, it's like, it's, I wouldn't, I don't want to test that because, like, it's not a very good experience to, like, will I throw to up on <laughs> Yeah, it's just like, I don't want to reminisce that. So, yeah, so I, don't, I don't think I'll ever really, I think it'll be a while. I think my entire, like palate needs to change before I get into cheese. I don't think that's happened yet. Like, you can't eat, like, cheesecake? Actually, I do enjoy cheesecake. <laughs> that's a creepy texture. But I guess since it's a sweet... Yeah, I mean, I don't think I would buy just straight <clears throat> cheesecake, but if it's, like, a strawberry... Like, my favorite ice cream flavor is strawberry cheesecake. Same. So, what do you... Give me an example of something that's huh. creamy that would make you vomit. Lasagna. <laughs> Lasagna? Lasagna, straight up. Lasagna? Lasagna. Oh, it's so the ricotta. Is, the tech, is it the texture of like the noodles and stuff? It's the flavor, the flavor of is cheese. It the, uh, it's the flavor of the cheese. Yeah. So you will not eat cottage cheese. No. Okay. Okay. And not like ricotta or nothing like that. No. I'll, mac and cheese. So, mac and cheese, I do enjoy. Baked mac and cheese. Baked mac and cheese. Yeah. Yeah, pizza. But it's a, it's, it's a different. It has a different relationship. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. Is it the acidity <laughs> in the? Like where mac and mac and cheese has mac and cheese to me is a little bit more savory, a little bit more salty, so the creaminess isn't as present. Mm-hmm. So no, I've seen some cursed mac and cheeses, oh. so I'm yeah. sure those are creamy. So would you eat like a sp- like an Alfredo, <laughs> like a spaghetti, like a Alfredo? No. Would it, like a if it's a cre- if it's a creamy cheese no like I damn have- what'd you do in college when girls are making oh Alfredo? yeah baby you know that's what you were making in fucking college <laughs> see I I'm the I'm the type of nigga to cook I'm, I'm like nah baby I'm gonna take care of that nah fuck that fuck I'm that a, Alfredo I'm, I'm gonna a, make a spaghetti I don't think I would, I don't even think I would like see I, I take remember remember that, that one time I made, I made y'all <laughs> no. uh, I made y'all pasta with like the chicken breast yeah 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 there'd be no way I'd be like there I understand that you feel that you can cook I, it wouldn't even be like I wouldn't believe that you could. My father was a cook, so not saying that men can't cook, but like I would be like, I don't fucking care. I'm cooking this. I said this is what I'm cooking, and this is what I'm gonna cook. You ain't gonna just come up in here and be like, oh no, nah, I'm gonna cook, baby. No. <laughs> I said, I said. Nah, what a pot Yeah, if I offer to cook, you know it's gonna be tacos, fried rice. I would love cooking. this ramen that uh, Josh said you made that was. Oh, so delicious. That oh, yeah. I didn't get invited see, to none yeah, of these this, things. We, this is before we knew you, so. Oh. Yeah, oh, that okay. ramen party was a while ago. Why you yeah. told me old yeah. shit? 
thought you were talking about recent old shit. Oh, oh if no. I made some ramen now, oh fucking it'll blow your socks off. <laughs> Next level. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I know the, I know the, I know how to make it for real. You know how to make that bone, bro? I I I, I do actually. Yeah. I'm not gonna do that, but oh. I know how to. Oh. There's a process, like a day. Uh, yeah. Some days process. As you make that that um kombudashi broth, you know, you get your you get your um your seaweed. That's the that's kombu. Uh, and then you basically like put all the bones and shit in there, and you just let that shit boil for hours. Yeah, we might gotta days. We, 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 we might onions. Gotta, we might gotta run that one time. Scallions, you know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Ramen, ramen party, ramen party part three. I'll bring some fresh things. That'll be lit. Soft boiled eggs. That'll be lit. Whenever the world opens let's shoot, back up, let's shoot for okay. October. Yeah. That's such a good you know? idea. Yeah. You, know you heard it here. If you're listening to this, you're not invited. <laughs> but, we gotta keep it small and intimate, you know. Y'all got your shots? No. No. Ooh, okay. I'll Are you an anti-vaxer? I'm not an anti-vaxer. Sock. I'm just not in a rush. You're not. Yeah. Well, you mm. you don't have to go out to go to work, right? No. Yeah, cause I honestly, if I didn't have to go to work, I might not have gotten it. Okay, I'm going to say this. What's up? I was not an anti-vaxxer, but I was like Josh in a yeah, way of waiting, like out. Yeah, you're a little waiting a little bit. Um, and I'm still going to do that, especially <coughs> after the Johnson & Johnson situation came out with the blood class. I was like, I'll just wait a little bit and get. But that one was I never was, recommended, though. It wasn't. I'm, I'm like, I'm, they shooting you with baby oil, y'all. Come on. Like, I don't trust somebody with the talcum powder. What like, y'all, like, y'all, y'all talcum powder give people cancer. You, you, f- right. You up here fumbling fucking basic. It wasn't Johnson and Johnson. Y'all, y'all lotion is too like, oily I'm sometimes. pretty sure you can Google Johnson & Johnson probably had some other cases before this shit. They were already like, it's, okay. like, it's, like, a ba- it's like a Bayer um, vaccine. It's like, you're not going to fuck with a Bayer. Um, you know the people. Who they need some good yeah. though. You to, to be minutes. fair, to be fair, the Johnson Johnson vaccine is, is like only seventy six percent effective, as opposed to Pfizer and Moderna being like ninety five percent effective. Whatever, but as opposed to needing two shots with of Moderna and Pfizer, you need you only need one with the Johnson and Johnson, and it is relatively effective. And it's only you really use for like emergency cases, people who are like considered high risk. Mm-hmm. So you, you're talking about people who are like. Immune deficiency diseases, or your older, your older folks. So it's not like natural. It's not like the normal person can just go out and get the Johnson and Johnson vaccine. You have to know someone to really be able to get it, or you got it when it first came out. Yeah, you know, you're not. You can't just schedule an that appointment. initial trial run. Yeah, yeah, you, you can't just schedule an appointment and get the Johnson and Johnson yeah. vaccine. At least not here in Georgia. Also, as far as the blood clot thing, it's six people out of like the millions that have gotten the Johnson Johnson vaccine. You believe them? Only six people. You believe them telling you it's just six people? It depends You're going to stop production? Are you going to stop it depends distribution on, over six people and let the public know about six people? I just, I don't believe it. No, I, I mean, I'm not saying that the six people don't got blood clots. I just feel like, it, I know, some makes me feel like there's more than just six people out there that got blood clots because I know how America is and y'all not finna stop shit for a goddamn dollar mm. and I don't just trust I'm not saying like like you're saying like I believe you I'm <clears> not an anti-vaxxer I say go get the vaccine <clears throat> I heard some dumb people talk about not getting the vaccine and that made me want to get the vaccine <laughs> that made you want to get it yeah. legit was like yeah. let me go ahead get this vaccine now instead of waiting a little bit later because talking okay. to them but it's like I don't know Julian it's like I just feel like maybe I'm going down a conspiracy hole, but okay. I just could. I was just like, I just don't believe them telling me all. Oh, it's only six people. We're going to stop production on this. My my thing about the vaccines, like the reason they're doing this shit, which is the only reason I would have been skeptical about getting it, 
But at the same time, a nigga got to go to work. So <laughs> what they're trying to do, they need as many people vaccinated as possible so they don't have to shut down again. Or, you know, allegedly, you know, oh, if, if people aren't getting vaccinated, it's like, all right, shit, we might have to shut down. If people are vaccinated, even if the shit's still spreading, it's like, well, y'all are vaccinated. We don't have to shut shit down. Go back to work. Yeah, We're not paying y'all. We're not giving you any additional money. No health care. <laughs> yeah, so instead of providing the shit that we need, here's a shot. Go to work. Figure it out. Yeah, well, that was we're going. We're going back to normal. Yeah, well, that was kind of the case. Um, one thing you could say the Trump administration they do correctly was when COVID popped off. They threw money at anybody who said I'm working on a COVID vaccine. So they threw lots and lots of money at a lot of places. And you know, coronavirus nineteen is. It's on, if you ever heard of SARS or yeah, MERS, it's, like, it's the same. It's the same. It's the same root of that virus. It's just a different variation. Yeah. So it's like know, SARS too. Yeah, and, and SARS, COVID is. And like, SARS literally stands for South Asia. MERS yeah. stands for Middle Eastern. And so, COVID is like what you get from SARS. It's like that's the COVID is the sickness from SARS, but we just call it COVID nineteen. Like the virus, yeah, we call yeah. it COVID. Yeah. So, um, there was already. These places, the reason they've been able to come up with a vaccine so fast because these places are already working on a vaccine for SARS or MERS if it was to ever come to America. So they already worked. They already had the base worked out. They were just figuring out how to how to figure out this last part to make, which made you know this strain. Yeah, like we made this strain so so prevalent. They just had to figure out how to get this strain to work. That's why they was able to come up with a vaccine so fast. At least this is what the CDC tells us, or whatever, right? If you choose to leave in the if CDC you or not, believe that stuff. right? But I mean, at some point, you should take everything with a grain of salt. Yeah, you should. But at some point, you have to believe the government. At that's what they did in The Walking Dead, and look at them; they're all dead. <laughs> yeah, but, but they're my, walking. My thing is, is go they, to work. My, exactly. My thing is, oh, if they want us to go to work, you know, they're gonna give us something that will. Enable that. You well, know you'll what I'm get saying? it. You'll get it, but you might not die. So yeah, you might not die. Here's it's all a placebo pill. Yeah, honestly, for us all yeah. to just like herd it. I all could. Now. I could believe that. But it's probably just somebody boxing you one... in your arm. <laughs> That's what it felt <laughs> like after. Yeah. I was like, God damn, is it you, my you birthday? Remember, you remember them? Uh, was it um, leapfrogs? Yeah. They used to get. They hit you with a knuckle so your muscle will pop out. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. a little jumper, a little yeah. frog. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember them joints. <laughs> yeah. Y'all are giving y'all some bruises and hematomas talking about it's the muscle. Yeah, I just personally, yep. I, the reason Man. I'm more so, I, I guess you no, said like, <laughs> trust the vaccine, quote unquote. Toxic. Is that it was y'all's fault. we all getting the same shot? Like, if it was, all right, black people, you go over here to get the shot. White people, you go over here to get the shot. Then be like, all right, no. But generally, the same shot that a white person in front of you getting is the same shot you're getting. But I also believe that the rich white people don't care about. Poor white people. No, they don't. No, they don't care. They about, do care about their workforce. They yes. care about their workforce, but they're like they think that, like you know they're we're gonna breed. They'll be fine. Like they'll be fine. We're no, no, no. we can't. We, we can't go through another shutdown. That's not. That's not oh no, not shut down. No, no, I mean, that's like, that's, the, that's like, the that's the only alternative though. Is another shutdown. Yeah. So that's it's like nature I was can't, healing. You know, what I'm saying yeah. gas prices were low. There was no one. No there mass were, shootings. No, there was no shootings on no the highway. No mask shootings. Like, I never... I, I said mask. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> Fucking mask People off. died Fuck. on the highway. Like, yeah. there was like three... No traffic! ...shots on the... I just... I can't get over it. 
Like road rage is for real. It's like people came out of like COVID. The the problem Shut is Florida drivers. Head. They legitimately don't use blinkers. I see somebody not using their blinker, switching seven lanes. I'm like, it's Florida driver. Oh, we it? just saw an accident yesterday coming, uh, trying to get off Martin Luther King. A Florida driver. And um, it was like they was young, and it was three boys, and they was all in like their fast cars. In the fast lane. Now, you know, the car that we got can't go over 70 miles an hour without <laughs> shaking. So, we always in a slow lane. But people yeah. use a slow lane and they bullies here in Georgia. You bitches. Just let y'all know. It's because they got to get off on the I exit. hope. I wish I could get like a big ass spatula so I could just like smack the shit at all y'all cars. <laughs> just FYI. I just need to let that happen. But anyways, they was going so fast and I was just looking at them like, I hope Nam one of them fucking crash. And not even two seconds that I thought that he hit the middle lane and hit someone's car. And it was like not even somebody who was speeding. This person was going slow as an old dude. Like he was old. And we drive by. It's pampers and shit out the car oh, and all types. Y'all just like, look at this shit. Like, y'all be on 285 fucking speeding and shit over on by Camelton Road and shit like that. And Gresham, what the fuck is wrong with y'all? Like, what is wrong with y'all? Also, Whoever is on the goddamn motorbikes up and down the goddamn street, please stop. Please. Like, we know you took your whole check. Oh, those probably the niggas that lived in our old neighborhood. They took that check to the goddamn dude down the street because he lived. The guy (laughs) is in uh, Smyrna. And you can, you know, you take a, you get $500 check, you go get you a little, little motorbike, you get go you a school, little scream, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And they'll put it all, because I was thinking about getting a little Vespa, so I had looked them up. <laughs> so, like, you can go over there and he'll put the whole shit together, like, because it come in a box. He'll put the shit together for you and everything. That's what these little niggas doing. They going down there and getting one of them things. They ride up and down the street like it ain't nobody's business. And I'm just telling you, I'm just telling you, if I had a fuck, I would hit every last one of y'all. I just, I just want y'all to know, y'all's menaces. So if there's any, like y'all not bringing shit to the neighborhood. And gentrification is a motherfucker. <laughs> but what I let you know something though. When I buy a house, I put a big ass fence around it so none of y'all can get up in there. I tell you that. Go ahead, sir. They're just trying to keep your property value low. You know, <laughs> that's what they do. They want to keep the rent down. These, these conspiracy theories, <laughs> you know. So, if there are any blacksmiths out there, mystical, preferably, can y'all forge sassy a huge spatula that's retractable? Man, I just need to come at the bottom of my the car. Spatulated three thousand. Like, <laughs> <"Hey, laughs> is that where I got that from? <laughs> probably. That probably is. It probably lives in the back of my head. And everything's know. a JoJo's reference and everything's a SpongeBob reference. A JoJo's? Yeah. JoJo's part six confirmed. We're getting that. What's the JoJo? So JoJo's, JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. Yeah, JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. It's, is it like a rabbit? Yes. Is it really? No. Oh. It's it's a like it's it's a <laughs> bunch of, it's a bunch of really beefy dudes just being men. It's a very fantastical oh. anime. Yeah. Oh. It's highly homoerotic too. It's so popular that um, one of the characters is literally a model for Gucci. Yeah. Oh, okay. Is Shit, like a lot of the characters. Like that? Cause I don't like that show. No. Do any of you guys like that show? What show? Rick and Morty. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I haven't watched the last season, but mm-hmm. I'm not like one of those rabbit. Oh, Rick and Morty. Like weirdos. Yeah, I'm, not, I'm not exactly watching it with a boner. You know. What I'm <laughs> I found it Rick. Like I watched a couple episodes and I didn't find it funny. <laughs> nah, I, that, I can't I say it's not. I can't say it's not bit. funny. 
I was like, I don't get why he throw up all the time. Like, because he's this... always that drunk. Yeah, but it's like, but it's nasty. You like, got that little bit of drool. Funny. Just <laughs> like, I don't think drool is funny. Like, no, I don't. Oh, that I, I can understand funny. that. Yeah. It's, it's very it's, shit, it's, shit, it's, shit, piss, vomit type. Yeah, I don't yeah no, no, it is definitely. It's, gross. it's a lot of. It's a very smart. Is a lot of smart people in the room making, a fart jokes. Yeah, and that's what I think. Kia was telling me she was just like, I think you would like it a lot if you watch it, and I was just like. I watched it and I didn't find it funny and it's just like I can't get past the like slapstick of it. Oh, I shit my pants, Morty. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, just because you shit out an equation don't make it funny. Like I don't. Okay, the one episode I would recommend is that one where they're just like watching TV for the first time and it's like all those ads. It's oh. like galac- it's like Galactic TV. <laughs> <laughs> that one was. It was just nothing but them ad libbing some shit that was. Yeah, they were just ad-libbing some shit, honestly. And they animated it. And they animated it. Okay. Like, yeah, this is the plumbus, and when you're gonna take the plumbus, it's gonna it's gonna carry a lot of schleem, and then you're gonna get the and it's just like I don't know. Is that that running gag of like there's some type of thing? Cause I also Kia, cause they like it for her their anniversary. She got a picture of the both of them as Rick and Morty characters. Oh shit! And I'll show it to you because it was really cool. Because I don't even like the show, but I thought it was like the coolest thing. And then she was like, "I was like, what the fuck is that in your hand?" And the thing, and she was just like, "It's a something." It was probably a plum. Yeah, I think that's what it was. And she was just like, "It's the running gag because no one knows what it does." And I was just like, "Oh, it's like one of those like these Easter egg type things." And I think that's really cool, but it's just fucking disgusting. Like, I don't, mm, I don't find vomit funny. I don't find throwing up funny. And it's like, I noticed with Chanel, she'll watch a lot of those, like, white boy movies from, like, the early 2000s. Oh, yeah, like, yeah, The Finding era. Sarah Marshall, or Forgetting Sarah Marshall, whatever the fuck her name is. Like, you know, those type oh, of movies. Oh, like those Judd Apatow. Yeah, the Judd Apatow films. Yeah, like those. <sighs> and it's like, I'm watching them, and it's like, these fucking movies are horrible. Like, American Pie? Like, there, no, there was one of those movies with the dude from American Pie in it. And um, Jack Black's in it, and the girl is supposed to be a nun, but then, like, she has, like, purple underwear on. I, I just, which, for me, purple underwear is a whole lesbian thing, and I was, like, into it for a second until I was really watching it, and I was just like, oh, wait, she's supposed to be a nun? But then, like, two seconds later, she's marrying this dude. It was just really, like, you could tell it was a man who wrote a story about a woman who acts like a man. Yeah, it, that sounds about right. Yeah, and it was, like... All of the guys were like really into her because she acted like a guy, but it was like shallow hell. No, it wasn't shallow hell because oh. I know that was what the face. Okay. The that white lady with the mm-hmm. face who was married to my Coldplay dude. I can't Gwyneth remember her name. Yeah, Gwyneth. Like that's her. I know oh, that movie. Oh yeah. White woman podcast. But it, it, Doesn't she also have like pussy candles or something? She yes. does. She <laughs> has all of that. Don't stuff. They it's quirky when she no, does they, it. I think they explode too. Like they're flam- they're flammable, <laughs> but like flam. So she got that flam. <laughs> it's horrible, and it's like, but I don't want like anything that smells like Gwyneth Paltrow's vagina. Like I'm down for something that smells like Erica Badu's vagina because it sounds like you know. She has something going on down there that I may want to know about, but it's like right, right, that's, right. that's it. Oh yeah, that's cool. Isn't that cool? Mm-hmm. 
And that's the that thing. is cool. That is the plumbest too. Is it? Yeah, I thought that was disgusting. <laughs> it was like, what is they it? look like Ren and Stimpy, like when they would like. It looks like penises, like all of it looks like like gorge. It's very, it's very organs. Fa- it's very phallic. Yeah, and I just don't like that. Like, why do I want to? Why would I want to watch an animated character walk around on like a something that's like look like it's breathing? It looks like a fucking mm-hmm. big ass ball sack. Yeah, it's it's like right there, it's kind of in a body horror, oh. almost. You know. Did anybody watch that um, Jamie Foxx show on Netflix? I watched the first two episodes. Okay, last I have night. a question. You have a show like, on Netflix? Yeah, I, out. I just saw. Uh, you're embarrassing me, Dad. Yeah, yeah, Dad. Holy fuck! You're annoying as shit. Okay, I think that's what so it was I just have something to say. I don't know if I'm ever going to meet Jamie Foxx one day, but, you know, it is what it is. I got to say it. So I watched the first episode, and it made me uncomfortable because the whole premise of that first episode when they were introducing them was this whole daughter-dad fucking oh, shit. yeah, in the therapy thing? I was like, yeah, this, this is... This threesome is. situation? I was just like, yo, this looks like the beginning of a porn. Like, this looks like the beginning of some type of family fuck porno. And I don't, and I'm not with it, and I don't understand who that got passed for that to be the first episode of the plot. Like, why is this yeah. the plot? I was like, yeah, black people don't go to therapy. You go to a sex therapist with with your daughter. <laughs> with your daughter, and then she walks in on you and the girl in the bed. I was just like, all of these scenes look like a man who produced porn. Like the man, he also produced- were they on a were they on a black couch? No, it wasn't a black couch. They was in a room, but like it's just like how it was set up. It looked like a Bang Bros like production. Like, oh no! It just looked really black. Like, it looked like really bad lighting. Like <laughs> my free black duck. <laughs> Taste, tasty black. As long as as long as it's not ghetto gaggers, it's okay. Oh, oh my god! god. But that's where that's where you gotta draw the line in the dirt, was, like yo. That's the what it shoot. looked like. like. <laughs> it looked like the like, family Whoa. therapy shits, and I just can't get with it because, and it looked like someone took their time to write that plot out. You know how like you, <laughs> I don't know about y'all, but if you ever watch porn and they have a good plot, <laughs> and you it's like, like you're you watching it for the plot. I'm I, like, I watch a, a lot in, of porn for the plot. I'm and I actually like characters. string my playlist yeah, like in a way that it looks like the, plot. the plots. I have a thing. I don't know. Maybe other lesbians, if you're out there and you, and you also do this, let me know. But like I string my porn videos in a way of like, it's a story. What you got? Wait, your storyboard. You got like a playlist. Yeah, and then I play, and then my playlist plays out in a storyline. I feel like that's a lot of time. I. (laughs) Me personally, I'm more of a yo. I got like, I got like two minutes before I gotta clock back in on my lunch break. No, no, no. Do you, wait, do you use like the same actors in each one? No, they're themed, so oh, it depends okay. on what. Wait, the playlist, so but, sometimes hey, it'd be bro. like it's the ones that you can find a lot of, like as far as like lesbian porn. So it's like a lot of interracial, a lot of black girl, black on black girl. Wait, so you got an anthology like, series playlist? Yes. All right, all right, all right. All right. Wait, all so right. it's like so it's like boner jams. All right, guys. All right, so we're starting a Patreon. At the twenty dollars tier, you get access to Sassy's porn movie. <laughs> you get you get a, you get a Sassy curated porn. Yeah, yeah, you, you yeah, can get yeah. the whole cut. Straight, oh, up, well, yeah. straight, sure. straight up, straight up film fest. Yeah, you can like log in and do all of that. I don't care. That's fine. All I know oh, is I'll, that's I guess you do I have do. to have an account to do that. Oh, I don't have that. Oh, 
But either way, that's fine. All I know is, like, if I want to... Look, if I could have any dream job, it would be two things. But I most definitely would, most definitely would be... I would most definitely produce porn. Okay, young and mom. And most... No, because I saw that one, and it wasn't all that. And I got what she was trying to do, and I get it. Like, when I was watching, mm-hmm. I was just like, I get what you're trying to do. Like this She whole, just needs like, to work on her craft, you know? It was just like... This girl was supposed to be walking through this mansion, and like every room was supposed to kind of have a theme, and they were supposed to be welcoming her, and then into having sex, but she really doesn't have sex with them. It's just like them shooting the girls having sex, and then her still walking, you know, first person, and then her looking at all the people, and then at the end, it's like not a big orgy, but you know, everyone have sex or whatever. And it's just like been there, fucking done that, seen it a thousand fucking times. That like, sounds like the story for WAP, like it's the video. Like, it literally, I mean, yeah. it, but that came out way before. Oh yeah, WAP yeah, did. Sure. You know what I'm saying? So it's like. So what? So WAP really stole that storyline. It's a that shit. was it's already like, stolen. That's what I'm saying. It's, <laughs> it's like recycled. it's so not. There's no imagination, and the women who are actually out here who have that I personally can't afford because there are women out there who have good production houses and have artists who you know sex artists who are on these movies and write actual good plots you know what i'm saying and their whole complete storyline anyways if i could do that that's what i would do i would put money towards it because i'm just tired of the shit porn that is available and i also know that it's free so how can i be really upset because it's free porn? but it's like i've been leaning more towards like the uh like the free range non-gmo porno like found on the OnlyFans side like getting it straight from the source like from farm farm to table you know there's also certified resellers not resellers but there's there's certified uh markets it's like that they they are also involved in okay if the if the artist is involved and getting their appropriate cut, then I'm all for it. Yeah, you know? I mean, the OnlyFans is cool because they can create their own content. Right, I like independent artists. Yeah. You know, same thing with my musicians. But it's just kind of like, sometimes I don't, because OnlyFans really start popping off because of COVID, but I don't, like, you don't have good production in your home. I ain't trying to see that. Like, right, you right, got right. one camera set up, I don't want to see it. You got one ring light, I don't want to see it. <laughs> Y'all are in a hotel room that has shitty light, I don't want to see it. Like, I don't want to see... I don't want to see it. I don't want to see shitty nail polish. I don't want to see fucking bad wigs. I don't want to see... <laughs> bad makeup, you know what I'm I saying? I don't want to see... I gotta, I gotta check out this anthology series you like, got going. It sounds like it's pretty catered. It is... I guess it would be, I'm yeah. curating vibes. Like, I think that personally, if I wanted to watch, like, if I had porn playing, like, in the background, that's kind of like the kind of porn that I would want. I think like, I feel like I feel like you had the same kind of like vibe that I think Tiger was going when he did his OnlyFans, where it's kind of like I'm kind of just you know what I'm saying I'm getting these different people who create the content, but follow me to get to access to like the, to these the, people. Yeah. Pay me to give this to you. I mean, I don't really know what Tiger does. I don't. I I don't know how his OnlyFans went. Apparently, he has like Tiger bites. Too. I wasn't gonna be stupid. <laughs> <laughs> I cannot. But I I was not gonna They're watch nuggets. anything he did. But <laughs> I can't with you. But, no, I'm, I'm so serious. I mean, I know you're for real. That's why I can't with you because I know I, I'm not putting it past anybody. I know it's real. And it's like, just you know, those, chicken. you know, it takes time to really do a production on like a, you know, if you're a male sex performer, you know, you it takes a lot. That's, that's all day, you know, 
you have to wait and take time and time things properly and stuff. That's why I just want to work with girls because you ain't got to do all of that. But it's like... You got to hydrate. Like, yeah, you really do, though, because it's like... You got to go into rest mode. <laughs> and he's not a professional, so it's like I just wouldn't want to watch him. Like, I just... I want someone who put time and effort, <laughs> effort into the things that I'm watching sometimes, and it's like a quick bang and you trying to like stroke it for yourself. I don't, I don't, I don't care that you got rhythm. Like that's good. Good for you. No, I don't I think he's it. actually performing, but he's getting different. It's like he, Oh, he's not actually, no, I think he's like the, I mean, I haven't seen it, but like, why would I, you pay to see other people perform? It's like him. It's like him catering him, like curating other, like his type of women through this one specific channel. Yeah, but that's, that's kind of like, kind of like, um, what's the name? Tisa. Um, Taz's Angels. Kind of like the same thing. Taz's Angels? Oh, yeah. They, but less cult-like, you know? Yeah, you know. I never heard no, of they, Taz's they, Angels. I uh, heard of Suicide Angels. No, Taz's Angels. There was this... <clears throat> essentially, there was... It, it's the guy Taz, his angels. They were like... He's essentially oh. running a brothel and pimping these women out. Oh. To, and he went to jail. And was it in Nevada? Yo, no. fucking dog coin like, just yeah. shot the fuck up. It's like I know I should have got it today. <laughs> Yo. Someone said they're having a great day because of that. Like it went from was was my, thir- thir- my twenty, my 20s turned into forty eight. Oh wow, oh, that's good. <laughs> well, you know. I mean, it's never too late. Yeah, yeah. I mean, now would be a bad time to buy it <laughs> since it's on the rise. But um, did you guys see uh, all the little things? No. With Denzel Washington. Remy. That sounds so familiar. And Jared Leto? No. It's on HBO Max. I feel like I watched oh, that. I watched yeah, it. Nah, I it's part of the HBO Max Warner Brothers deal when Warner Brothers putting all their movies on HBO Max. Yeah. Same day as the theaters. Yeah, I watched it. And the thing I didn't see a lot of people talk about was I think Jared Leto gave us his Joker performance in that movie. Oh, wow. Because we never really got it up until the, uh, uh, Zack Snyder's cut. And he was only in the movie for like a minute, for real, for real. So, like, I think all the little things is Jared Leto's acting like how he, like, acting how the Joker would be. Oh, I never finished it. Yeah. I started it's, watching It's it not necessarily a great it. movie, per se, considering the actors are, are involved. It seemed more like a TV show. Like, it was I was more, watching it. It was like, more suspenseful. Yeah, but it wasn't. It wasn't like a, you know. If I'm naming Denzel movies. I'm not naming that one. Yeah, exactly. The, yeah, off the top, or whatever. But it was. It was a. It was a good watch. But mm-hmm. it was just like a. That that's the thing I walked away with. Okay, he he gave us that joke performance he couldn't give us previously. Yeah, that's that's what I walked away. Because he with. plays like the prisoner crazy person, right? Yeah, like he's constantly he's he's constantly mind fucking everybody. He's yeah, like, exactly. he's like he's really into like crime dramas. He's like oh. So, like, the whole premise of the movie is that... Um, it's like an Oscar bait type of performance. Yeah, it is. Yeah. It is. It's like uh, Denzel's character and uh, Remy's character, they're both uh, detectives, and they're trying to find this person who's, like, is raping these women and then killing them. And Denzel drew himself crazy because the same thing happened to him, like, 15 years ago or 20 years ago at this point. Or whatever. He was trying to solve these cases years ago, and... It drove him crazy. He ended up losing his family. He had like three heart attacks. He lost his house. Like now he's basically just a traffic cop, and he had to move away for the stress of it all. And then when he came back for like a, some routine thing, he gets roped into the, like this new murders where like the same type of things are happening. So like he's so he's deep down still trying to solve a murder, a murder case that he couldn't solve twenty years ago. because yeah. it drove him crazy. It's like his, he's seeking his validation. Like I lost everything over this one case. 
I have to solve this case to justify me losing everything. Yeah. And he and he can't really do it. And Remy's kind of going through that thing currently, and they think it's Jared Leto's character because all the signs are pointing to him, all the little things are pointing to him. They keep thinking, but they can't prove it. And, and uh, Jared Leto's character, he's just such a he's a crime buff that he will make everything set up to be like he did the crime, and then he admitted to it. And then, but like, no, I was in Philadelphia that weekend. It happened in L.A. So like, so he's just, just fucking with him the entire yeah. time, the entire time. That's the whole point. It's like he's just a whole psychological. This cat is it mouse me? thing. Did I do it? I've just like I've seen Denzel play this part before. Mm-hmm. Mm. So it was it was good out of that. But if you if you want to see Jared Leto be the Joker, that's a. Uh, that's the movie. Yes, yeah, that's, that's the movie. Uh, I don't particularly want to see that. <laughs> did anybody watch that cowboy movie? Uh, Black Cowboy Street Cowboys with uh, Idris Elba. Yeah, I did watch that. And all of them. Oh, how did you like it? Was it good? Um, I I don't know about y'all's because how y'all's grew up. Um, uh, we did have people who rode horses. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't know the background of uh cowboys or the name of it or anything like that. I did enjoy the movie enough to after it was over to look up and see about the characters because. If you watch the movie, there are characters who just play the part so well that you must know, hey, are these people actually, you know, living these type of urban cowboy lifestyles? And they are. Like, those people live there. Those are their stories. So I thought that was really cool. Mm -hmm. Number two, Caleb, I forget his last name. McLaughlin? I think, yeah, it's like McSomething. But number one, such a cutie. Adore him. Love him. I think he played a great part. The girl who played his love interest, the other cowgirl, when I when she came on the screen, number one, I was super surprised to see her because I was just like, I you don't often see that type of girl playing a love interest. She looked like a normal, you know, she's like pretty, but not sure could you know conventional type of girl that you would see in those parts. So when she came on screen, I was just like taken back. She a wasn't bit. mixed. She was not light skinned. She oh. wasn't ambiguous. Oh. You know, she looked she looked black and it was like, you know, she had a short natural do. I was here for the whole thing. So I was just like, you know, when I saw that I was I was pleasantly surprised. Um I thought she did a great job. She also is not I don't think a trained actor. I think she's from that area too. So I think they did great jobs. If you watch it, you'll be able to pick the people who are from there. But um yeah, I love the movie. I like the whole little story. I'll tell you, I did fall asleep at the end. And when I woke up, I was like, how? Because now I want to take it away, but the horses got taken. And then they had to get the horses back. But I missed how they got the horses back. I just woke up when the horses were back. And I was just like, I don't think it's that big of a deal. So, I, <laughs> so what, what movie is this? It's um called, what is it called? City Cowboys? Like Street Cowboys or something yeah. like that. Yeah. So the, it's like, it's like Idris, Idris Elba. Um, the black lady who plays like the mom and everything, but not that mom. The um, I doubt you guys watch Any Day Now because that's a show from Lifetime from years ago. No, um, never heard Orange of is it. the New Black. She was a, one of the characters on Orange is the New Black. And so she plays in this movie and then the boy Caleb. And I think other than like maybe them three. Oh, and... um. Method Man is in it. Okay. Mm-hmm. Which streaming services is on? It's on Netflix. Yeah, it's on Netflix. Okay. Method Man plays the uh, sheriff. 
to Cam. And it's like the best thing. I mean, every time I see Method Man on screen, Johnny it Blaze. gets a little bit of like nostalgia for me. So I enjoy seeing him mm-hmm. often on screen. Um, but most definitely, I would tell everyone to check it out. But uh, <clears throat> the <laughs> he has a friend named Smush in the in the film. And uh, number one, great nickname. And the thing about Smush is like. He plays the trope where, you know, uh, spoiler alert, if you want to watch it, I'll say skip this little part, but, um, and, you know, I hope to not ruin it for you, but. (laughs) I'm about to spoil it. I'm about to, anyways. (laughs) (laughs) I'm really bad at spoilers because I don't be caring. Anyway, so, um, yeah, so Smush plays, like, the trope of, you know, wannabe gangster. He used to be the good kid who was in, like, riding the horses and you know living in this urban because i think they're in um based in philly yeah they're in philadelphia and he's from detroit the boy he so his mom mm. he's like doing bad in school and he's getting in trouble imagine so that i'm doing bad in detroit so i'm gonna say to philly send you to philadelphia and i was just like okay you know I've never Shit. been to Philly, but from what I hear. <laughs> Whatever makes sense. You know, from what I hear, they don't play them games, okay? So she sends him there, and it's like, gets real realistic to the point of like, oh, okay, you know, I can see this happening. Idris Elba lives in a house, and he has a, a horse that lives in the living room. And huh. for me, that, can't smell good. that would have been a problem because, like, that's where the boy was like, damn, I gotta live in the living room with the horse. And I'd have been like, there's horse shit on everything. Everything is contaminated. You couldn't give me a cup or plate or a piece of paper in that house and have me take it out because it has to be contaminated because you got a horse living in your goddamn living room. And that's fucking nasty. And black people should, don't do shit like that. We don't have livestock in our living room. So that I, felt, I felt a certain type of way about that, but that's neither here or there. So that was just unrealistic to me. But the anyways, the friend Schmush, he's like this wannabe gangster... And I appreciated that they gave him more of a storyline. Like, you know, he's not just here to be the person to get Caleb away from riding the horses and being a good kid and, like, being productive and, you know, not being a bad, you know, bad boy or whatever. It's like, no, he has dreams and he he has things that he wants to accomplish. And for him, this was the only way to accomplish those dreams. And they were set dreams you know that made sense and i like that they did that but i hated the fact that he still had to die because it was like you live and by the that's gun. just a spoiler okay. oh that's a spoiler where you was talking it maybe uh did y'all see charm city kings it's another movie that's on hbo charm now. city kings yeah no but has there's Be- a show called charm city cakes <laughs> no it has Meek mill in it no um sure. anyway it's about no niggas riding dirt bikes in Baltimore. Oh, it reminded me a lot of that. Yeah, it reminded me a lot of that documentary I thought about uh, a while ago, episodes ago. Um, Twelve o'clock boys. It was like someone watched that documentary and said, "Okay, let's make a movie out of this." Yeah. And it's like the main, the look, like the main character in the Charm City Kane seems to be like the younger brother of like the star character from yeah. Twelve O'clock Boys. That's that's the parallel I got from it. Or whatever, but Meek Mill actually gives a really good performance. I mean, yeah. he's not, you know, he's not. He's winning. not an actor, he's, but yeah, yeah, he's not winning an Oscar for it. But it's like, okay, I believe Meek. I believe I don't look at this. I'm not seeing. Okay, you're Meek Mill, yeah, a rapper trying to act. 
you know, he did a lot better in this than Nas did in Belly. Yeah. Or whatever. But it was a good. It, 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 it kind of had that same concept. Like, um, the, the main character's love interest was from, like, L.A., and but her mother sent her to go live in Baltimore for the summer. And I was like, Baltimore? Like, but, but you like, know what? Baltimore what? always, like, I know for me growing up, I would. Did you guys ever read that book, um, The Watsons Go to Birmingham? No. It was like a kid's book. Uh, it might have been read to me. It's, it sounds familiar. Yeah, like, it makes sense that you would have read it based on where you're from. But, like, they, it's based, I think they live in Baltimore. And, like, I remember reading that book being younger, and, like, it's, like, them as a family taking this road trip from Baltimore to Mississippi, or to, um, to Alabama, to Birmingham. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm pretty sure it was, like, had to do with the Civil Rights Movement, so it was had to be around the 60s. So mm-hmm. I just remember always thinking like Birmingham, not Birmingham, but, um, Baltimore was like a cool place to go, like, like nice, like a New York type of, you know, like I, I don't know for some reason I always thought of it in like they have great crab cakes. Yeah, like yo, it's world renowned seafood. Like hairspray is in Baltimore. Said the it, highest. You know, it's like, also, high, uh, Baltimore has the highest gang activity in the nation. Well, you you say it like now. Well, I'm trying to say all these positive things. which will be helping me. Okay. I mean, it's a suburban area. Shout out to Paul Kites. It's a suburban area of Baltimore. The, it's a the hood in Baltimore. It's a basketball it's person. Nice. No, it's a it's a hood in Baltimore. It's called. Oh my bad. It's called who? Paul Heights? Park Heights. Oh, Park Heights. I yeah. thought you said Paul Heights. Yeah, shout out my, like, that shout like out my nigga Bert. Who? Bert. What it do? What it do? You don't even know <laughs> that sleeves. No, it's not, I'll call him right now. No, you, no, you don't. No, you no, you not. Okay. Stop lying. A push work um, like a convertible. Also, uh, did, you, did any of you guys ever read a book, uh, Monster by Walter D. Myers? Monster? Yeah, yes, Walter D. Myers. I did, yeah. Yeah, they're actually making a movie out of that. Starring Nas. What really? <laughs> yeah, he's like one of the mentor characters. Oh, okay. It's so Nas. He's playing the boy. Um, it's Asa Asa Rocky's in the movie. Asa Rocky's not playing the boy. Yeah, but he's too old. Yeah, and then um, I don't know. I think it's a, a new, a newer younger. I don't, it's no one of name. We're introducing someone. Yeah, or they might be in other stuff. I just don't know. But I'm happy for that. Yeah, but Isn't actually making a movie. Cool? Yeah, they've been, I love Walter E. Myers as a as a child. Walter E. Myers was my favorite author. I read. What other books did Walter E. Myers? His name. You said his name, and it was. Oh, uh, like, he uh, did all. He did slam. a lot of books. I read. I read Slam. Though. Is I read that the basketball slam move book? Yeah. yeah, I read that too. Yeah, read that too. He had another basketball book called like Hoops or something like that. Yeah. I probably read that one. Too. He had a sequel to Hoops. Was, uh, yeah, Walter E. Myers. Um, he and I always really like Walton. He oh, always he yeah. referenced Savannah a lot in his movies. Like, oh yeah. yeah, I took a train. I took a train ride to Savannah. I was like, oh my god, people know about Savannah. It's it Savannah. right. It it brings you back. Yeah, yeah. So lots of nostalgia. Yeah, so I was surprised. Like, Monster was a that was a very like interesting read, especially like how he broke down, like how to, it was written. The, the whole main character is like, all right, he com- he committed the crime, but like, did he really commit the crime? Yeah. Like, do you do you believe him? Do you not believe him? Like. You know, Did the, you have to read this book in school? Was no, it like, I read it. I read it for it just was to read it. It was assigned to us in school. But it was it was it was a great it was a great read. I I doubt you guys. You guys know who um, Beverly Cleary is? No, Cleary. She wrote like Ramona. Ramona. Oh yeah, Queen, she, she died recently. Didn't yeah, she just died. Was she was like one Rest of one of my favorite art, like authors growing up. Like as far as like girl books, quirky mm. girls always with. Red or brown hair and her <laughs> freckles, you know, that was like a whole thing. But like that was a theme that she would use in a lot of her books. But growing up, I loved her books. So also if you were out there and you love you some 
Beverly Cleary and you watch the movies and the I mean way before Selena Gomez <laughs> did a movie. I'm talking about like them early. I did see I did 90s. see the early '90s movie. Yeah, because she had some like Ramona and Beezus and Ramona Quimby age eight. Like they remade the they made them into movies and I used to watch them. So it was not and they I don't think they were Disney. So you know certain movies that were not Disney had a little bit more realistic. Ness to them versus Disney where it's like the one parent dies but everything is like golden flowers and sunshine so it's like if you're out there and you read those books you know when you when I saw that she passed away I remember mentioning it and everyone was like we don't know who that is like they were like whatever and I was just like man like yo it's from, like it's Beverly Cleary man I was like one of my favorite books growing but up you had I, think, I feel like most i guess i would i guess i would assume a lot of people would at the bare minimum be aware of like junie b jones and oh yeah junie b jones yeah junie b jones um while we're on this nostalgia kick uh are you guys excited about the new wonder years oh yeah i feel like it's going to center around racism Oh, yeah. I mean, it's set in Montgomery, Alabama in the yeah. 1960s. Yeah. So, so for that reason, I, you know what I thought was going to happen? I thought the love interest was going to be a white, a white, oh, a little white girl. It's not. It's a black girl. Oh, I it's don't a black think girl. Be this season. Is she black? Or <laughs> yeah, she's she, black. No, she's no, black. She black. Looks black. Like, I read, I read the article. Yeah, she looks black. I was like, oh, okay. You know, and I love someone years when I was little. Kevin Arnold. Oh, my God. I got to go. I didn't know it was called the. I just thought the show was called Kevin Arnold. Yeah. I was like, I just want to go home and watch Kevin Arnold. Like, I was so wrapped up into the love story and him and uh, him trying to get Wendy and. Wait, wasn't, and, that, wasn't his brother like Wayne or some shit? Yeah, his yeah. brother he was, was like a, a bully. Asshole, yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. And, and then it's like, um, then it's like the one show I really remember like the kids growing older, and like you saw him from like elementary, it, like you know, um, yeah. What's it? The Corey and Topanga. What's that? What's that Boy Meets called? World. Boy Meets World did the same thing. Where you saw him like go from like Boy elementary school or middle school to like high school. And to then college. To college. To being and, married. Yeah. So Wonder Years, they didn't, I don't think Wonder Years went that far. And now they're Girl Meets World, which I never watched really. Yeah, but Me either. But it was just like, there. yo, you, you saw them like a girl in advance and all this other stuff. And I was so... I don't know why that. Sh- I don't know why I love that show so much as a it's, child. It was made to be nostalgic, right? Because yeah. I don't think that it was. I think it was. It came out in the eighties and the nineties, right? But yeah. it wasn't set. It was set 80s. earlier. It was set like in the. I think it was I set like earlier. Set, I felt like it was set in like the sixties or the seventies. And they picked the same like. Oh my hands are so yellow. yeah. They picked the same goddamn shit. Yeah, they but picked the, the same, same brothers. Time. No, I'm about to say it's the same brothers from the same type of show. I think that's just funny to me, like. Mm-hmm. Oh Ben, Ben and Fred Savage. Yeah, they yeah. like they're both like stars of like those type of shows where it's like this wholesome longevity, you know, type of show. I'm like, except if I was Ben Savage, I was so sticking to my brother, like I had a fucking show out for seasons. Yeah, I do wonder because it's gonna be on ABC and they're shooting the pilot for it. Oh, I can't you know? wait. I mean, it is you know produced <laughs> and made by Lee Daniels, but the original writer for the show is like a consultant. Fred Savage is a producer on it, things like that. So you know. It, We'll see. Yeah. I'm not overly... I have a question. Did you watch them? I didn't watch it because I saw and I heard the comments about it. Okay. And it's so much. And like, oh, Madrid keeps saying, I'm tired of black trauma. Yeah. And that and them just seem like overtly. Like, okay, I have it's a not question even, before you're not you... Even them? Yeah, it's written by white people. Is it? 
I, I yeah, know. it's a lean away production. That's, 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 that's yeah, but it's written by white people. Okay, it's the so difference of black question. trauma porn. So yeah. like, yeah, would you see like you know how you were like I don't I don't want to watch the Wonder Years because of you know it's gonna be based off into this whole racist catalyst blah blah blah. It's like it's them was one of the reasons why I didn't want to like hearing the stuff that you heard. I didn't mm. want to watch it because of like it was really bad. Like the stuff that I heard was gonna happen was really bad, and I was like I don't I can't do deal with this. But Wonder Years, I don't think it's going to be that way because it's not meant to be that serious. Yeah, I, so I doubt it'll be serious, it? but at the same time, it's going to be like, oh, well, it, it, I feel like it'll be it lean more onto the microaggression side to like maybe they're like, all right, get out of here, boy. Yeah. You're in the wrong yeah. diner. And I could like, see oh, that, bullshit. or it says it'll be based like the civil rights. It's just based on the civil rights. They're going to have a special, I, a special. I, I can see them doing like the Montgomery bus boycott. You have to. If it's set in the sixties, you have to do that. Mm-hmm. In my, you're in my government. Like, that has to be a thing. Yeah. Like what? It's going to happen. It's going. You're going to address race in some type of way. So my my main but, question is like when we're making all these series, like are we? Do we keep bringing this up to like educate people, or it's like do we yes. know trauma cells? Is the, who black, are we educating? Are we educating black people? No, are we doing this for white people? Because like I feel like they're one nerve and just. Keep I feel like they're not even gonna it. watch this shit. They're gonna be like, oh, more race shit. Oh no, that's, <laughs> that's not necess- that's not, not that's not necessarily true, but um. I think there's a. I think there's a line, you know, like you brought up them earlier. Mm-hmm. I think them clearly crossed that line into like, okay, let's this is us. Ex- this is exploitation. This yeah, is, like this okay, is like a gross. Okay. Yeah. okay, us worked. You know, um, uh, what was the other kind of slick scary movie to have black people in? Get like, out. Yeah, get out. Like, I mean, this is um, this is the ripple effects um, from Get Out. A Lovecraft country. Lovecraft it's, country. Yeah. It's like okay, this is. This is all good. We saw, we spoke like okay. This is like this is a horror show, mm-hmm. but it's based on like things that happen to actual like real things that happen to black people, yeah. and that's the that's kind of the hook point. Okay, you get it. This, this is just like like you said earlier, like trauma porn. Like uh, I don't know if you ever watched the movie Detroit. Um, oh, with the uh, what's his name? With the nigga from Star Wars. Yeah, yeah, but like it was a point when it usually was just. I think it's like a ten minute scene, just straight police brutality. And it's it's, like, it's kind of like how Tarantino uses violence, yeah, yeah as a trope. Yeah, it's they're like, using racism as a trope to put like pushing it to the level where it's just like this isn't even. Yeah, I mean, it's past realistic. Yeah, I, I heard. Yeah. Yeah, I heard some people like, yeah, it's points where like you see like little black kids get hung and the wife gets raped and they, yeah, they, were all like, the, they kill the. What I read was they were like someone. Kills a baby. Yeah. And I don't I don't know if they was just like... Because when I read it, in my mind, it made me think about when they kill cats. Uh-huh. And they would put cats in like bags or put them in pillowcases mm-hmm. and drown them. Yeah. And when I read that, I was just kind of like... When I was reading it, that's what it reminded me of. Because it's like, <clears throat> I don't put it past... If this is what you're going to... If this is what you're saying they're going to do to this black child. Right. I don't put it past you saying you're going to go to the extreme. This is more it. along the lines of fucking triggering. Yeah. And once again, not written by black people. Yeah, it's, I was just like, I don't know why she... Because I'm seeing Leo... Lena, Lena Wicks. Yeah, I'm her seeing name. her name, so I'm just like... She's like the producer. So, I'm, I'm looking at her like, girl, what is this? 
Like, and I don't want to hear no. I don't want to see no yeah. shit about no black. It's, it's getting to that point like where them. she's becoming like one of the most hated directors. Yeah. Even even when it comes like producers. coming out, especially coming off of like Queen and Slim, mm-hmm. which you know I I personally enjoy Queen and Slim up until the end, like the last fifteen minutes. I remember being in the movie theater corner Queen and Slim. Yeah. And then I mean, spoiler alert. When they both die and they yeah. get shot and like I remember people literally getting up and walking out like why did she do that like they gave us hope I enjoyed it so much and then you, you ripped it away from me like as people literally got up and walked out like in frustration yeah like some one this one girl had tears raining down her face like I did not want to see that yeah and it's like you did that and you saw the visceral reaction you got from that and then you like gave us this like it's like it seems like a little bit on purpose like she keep it's like the nerve is open. And she I mean, just keeps going in there with something hard, like he yeah, pushing but it's, at it. What it is is money talks. Yeah. Yeah, and then like shows like this get ratings. It, even if people don't watch the show, it's getting talked about, and it's on uh, what Amazon Prime. Amazon Prime. Yeah. So Amazon no, that Prime. I mean, bad publicity yeah. is still publicity. Yeah, and they need people to get Amazon. Amazon Prime literally has a deal with the NFL now, where they where it's like a Thursday night games get Yo, shown. Yo, everyone Prime. check out Invincible on Amazon Prime. That shit is fucking flames. See, and think about it, like you want people to go to Amazon Prime. To just to have Amazon, like it's like everything, it's, their whole streaming service just to get you to use Amazon more. Yeah. Oh, you're on Prime, you get video, but oh, hey, look at all the other shit. You got. They, they even have like buy apps. a fucking kite. Yeah, like <laughs> yeah. I mean, they get. They, I think they right say they're working on things like you can buy if you see like a jacket someone's wearing and a show you're watching Amazon Prime, you can just order it through Amazon Prime oh, right can? there. They work. They're working on that to get it to. I think get things like the things you see on the show that you're watching, you can just buy it. Right there. I feel like it's like Evil Corp from Mr. Robot. Oh, yeah. Where it was like everyone has like an Evil Corp um, umbrella. Yeah. I, I forgot. I lost my train of thought. No, yeah. It's just. <laughs> yeah, man. I, I know what you mean, though. They like It's clearly the corporation that's <clears throat> running everything right now. And, and allegedly, those workers weren't peeing in bottles and they could go take a bathroom break whenever. Allegedly. And they didn't have to wear, you know, the pins. <laughs> Talking about Amazon? But I have a friend who drives those trucks and is like, yeah, I can't even touch my fucking phone while I drive because I get docked. It's only a matter of time. That's all a matter of time mm-hmm. before they get a, a union. Mm-hmm. Like, you, there's just no way you have that many people <clears throat> make that much money. It's like Amazon is growing at such a fast pace. I didn't think COVID hit, and I don't think they expected that they, I mean, no one expected COVID to be the way that it was. I, I, just, I just, I just, I, I really, I really don't understand. Like Amazon could potentially be one of the greatest companies in the world if they would just do right by people. Like, yeah. it's like they're everybody's buying Amazon. It's so easy to buy. It's like they're making so much money, but it's like it's like the greed. It's like they need to make this much money. Like, mm-hmm. let's say if you made like a billion dollars less, so that you can pay people more and give people healthcare. It's po- It's like it's possible, and this. Yeah. It, could, it could potentially be a decent job, but it's, it's like, just like the more money you make, the more you want money. Yeah, like yeah. Uh, so Jeff, Jeff Bezos' ex-wife, she she gave like something like a billion dollars to HBCUs mm-hmm. of her money. Yeah, this will piss them off. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Or it's like, ah, you know, when you guys found out a lot of fuck shit that happened for a long time by Amazon. Remember, I did this. History's gonna remember me well. Yeah. Because, well, it's like they were sitting there taking people's paychecks and um, people were getting tipped out. The delivery drivers were getting tipped out and they were taking the tips and evening it out with their paychecks. So then they weren't paying them. So they had to, like, go back and have, like, all this back pay for these drivers. And I'm just like, these people, the amount of money that you felt that you were going to save 
it couldn't have been the amount of money that you would have made. Like, it just makes no sense to me. I mean, it makes sense that you try to make a dollar no matter what, but... Yeah, but they're trying to make a dollar five. Yeah, but it's I think it all leads me leads me on this like um the reason these shows uh like them and these black trauma cells and all this is like at the end of the day like that's it was what works like Tyler Perry and Medea like Medea just works it's gonna make money and we're not gonna invest more all into the it. old people love the Oval like my mom asked me did I watch the Oval yeah. Granny asked oh, do you watch the Oval yeah sisters. The bros, yeah, like all, all, all like, they, they, each of these shows have have their market, and Same it's like people are gonna watch them. Lee, Lee, what's her name? Lena. Lena. Lena, Lena with Lena. Lena Waith. Waith, whatever. Yeah. She like got <laughs> another show out uh, about like it's supposed to be like a living singles type of mm-hmm. show, um and um, not Max. What's her name? Not, I mean, from Living Singles, uh, the one with the uh, short locks, the dark skin one, the fine one, like. Oh. Uh, um, not Ky- the one who was with Kyle. Was it Maxine? Yeah, yeah it was yeah. Maxine. It was yeah, Max. Yeah. Anyways, she's gonna be on the show as well. I mean, I don't think she's playing her part. I think her name is Erica in real life. Erica Alexander. Yeah. Thank you. Mm. Um. So the she's supposed to be in it, but um. <laughs> That's what it's supposed to be about, but it's like it looks like a runoff of Insecure a little bit. I mean, yeah, yeah. Uh, that's like really what that's them. her lane. <laughs> it's like it's like all her stories seems to be like a ripoff or. But she's a lesbian, and like when she won her, I think Oscar mm-hmm. or not Oscar, she won an Emmy. So it's like when she won won her Emmy, it was like because you had an episode about you coming out at Thanksgiving. On Masters, Masters uh, of None, uh, and I actually yeah. watched the episode. I didn't really watch any of the other episodes, but mm-hmm. I watched that episode, and it was good. And it was like, and I, it was like, I felt everything that she was talking about. And it was like, I was excited when I started seeing her name on some things. So I thought maybe right. she was gonna shake it up. Maybe everybody was, was rooting some, for yeah, it. Yeah, I was gonna see some stuff that represented me and the people that I know and the stuff that we've gone through. But it was like she's not even doing that. She's giving me sex in the city throw up. She's giving me like all of this other shit. Like, yeah, let me just give did you. Did you watch that one show? I think it was like twenties or something. Um, wait, you're talking about millennials? No, uh no, that's not it. It it was about it was about this young lesbian in LA. She was like trying to like make it as a writer. I think I think it's like loosely oh, based so on her familiar. life. It was on BET. Oh, okay. Oh, it was no, like on there. It, it was like on there. I mean, it probably sounds like the same thing. Like I ended up watching it. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. Feel you know where yeah. you really just giving me the same like throw up like generic stories that you gave to every other girl mm-hmm. on uh, any other show. I think it still speaks to just how hard it is to get like authentic and newer black movies and shows made. Like um. The Lucas Bros, they just on the Breakfast Club. They, they spoke about how they had the dream team. They had them. They had this, the script for uh, Judas and the Black Messiah because they wrote and uh, uh, produced uh, Judas and the Black Messiah. No, that's dope. Yeah, they they were the one the minds behind that crazy, right? What? And they had they had crazy. Ryan they had Ryan Coogler. They had um who, who came off of Black Panther. They had um. Oh my god, I can't think of like the other people. That's like they had like an all-star team of like black people behind Judas and the Black Messiah. That's why the movie was the way it was, and it said and they couldn't get funding. Like every every theater, every uh, movie house turned them down until they got the Warner Brothers, and Warner Brothers. <coughs> and he said the, the main reason Warner Brothers approved it because the Warner Brothers have black people 
in positions of power there who are like, nah, we're going to make this. Nah, we're going to push this along. This will, this, we're we're going to do this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're, like, we're about to catch some flack soon for some shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 So, yeah. So it's like, Cyborg's talking so, shit about so us. Even we got to clean it up. So even when you have like successful black people getting behind something, it's still so hard to get certain things done, certain things made. Like, um, I remember this interview Ice Cube did a long time ago. He's like, well, he did uh, like Friday and uh, all the other movies. He's like, yeah, you know, I did Friday for $3 million. And I made Friday. And Friday made like $30 million or whatever, right? Which isn't like, $30 million isn't super big. It's not a box house blow up. But if you offer $3 million, yeah. it's great. Yeah. He said, you know, when I went to the uh, executives and at Paramount and Columbia and all these places, it's all, oh, wow, you did great. You get, you know, you, you, you made $30 million off a $3 million investment. That was great. He's like, okay, cool. So you can give me like $30 million next time, you know, $100 million, $100 million, you know. Get, you, now, you think, okay, you saw what I could do off the small budget. If you give me a bigger budget, I would just make more money. Yeah. He's like, no. You know what we're going to give you again? $3 million. You're the king of making, of turning $3 million to $30 million. So everybody's going to keep giving you what you can get by. And it's like, okay, they look at black creators as, you can, you, we can you see what you can credit. do with the, yeah, yeah, you can see what you can do with the minimum. So we're never going to have to give hey, you the maximum. Hey, y'all, y'all are masters at doing more for less. So, yeah, uh, so we're going to keep doing that. I mean, we're never like, going to. You're working twice as hard to get twice as, you know, to it's get a, half a, as far, you it's, know? It's a, <laughs> gift, it's a gift and a curse. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So it's like, all right, you could turn a hundred thousand. You get a hundred thousand dollar investment, and you turn that into a couple million. So all okay. I, so all I have to do is put in a hundred thousand and still get a guaranteed million. Yeah. Right. Like that's that's what the I game's need more. The game. I need more black nonsense. You know. That's that's what I need. You know what? I really do. I that's really, why I was yeah. watching it. That's why I was like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm gonna watch a couple episodes of this Jamie Foxx show. Yeah. Cause oh, you gotta- I talk so much shit about fucking trauma porn and slavery movies. Yeah. Just all the time, and yeah. we get creepy therapy scenes. Mm. <laughs> and I'm like, well, shit. <laughs> and I watched it too. I still watched like that whole episode and mm. half of the the other until you came. That's when I started watching it. And that's why I was fresh on my mind. Like, this is mm. some weird shit. But like, yeah. I'm with you 100%. Okay, I'm so happy that it wasn't just me. Because I was watching, I was just like, am, am I? Because I know I have a dirty mind, you know? So I know I can go there. But I was just kind of like, this is like. My immediate thought was just like, yo, you. they going to fuck. I really was just like, this makes no sense that this is like a joke that you would let go on. Yeah. Like, that's what it was. It was like. Sometimes you gotta know when to end things. Yeah. And we're gonna end it right here for episode what is it, 56 of the Three Piece Set Podcast. As always, you can follow me at SpeedwagonX on Twitter. You can follow us all collectively at Three Piece Set Pod on Twitter, Instagram. Yes, that is Three Piece Set Pod. Not Three Piece Set, because fuck them niggas. No, it's just three piece. Yeah, the three they don't piece. even got a set. Yeah, yeah. They're yeah. the three piece. Yeah, re- yeah remember, remember that two piece pod we said we had beef with? Oh, yeah. They changed the name to three piece. They added the three. They added an extra three piece. They're yeah. trying to fucking keep up. Yeah, yeah. When, you read, read, when you read that description, it's virtually, <laughs> they're virtually doing our show. Yeah. What? <laughs> remember, there was this podcast yeah. called Two Piece. And he was like, we got beef with them. Yeah, they changed the name to three piece. Hey, why, would yeah. you keep, why, would you, why would you like? Why would you do that? Yeah, we're a three-piece set. But after the, if you search, search three-piece, their name pops up first. Yeah, you got to put the set for our name to pop up. So I was like, yeah, those bastards. There's no we got beef. They're corny anyway. When we see y'all in these podcast streets, 
Besides, where can we see you? Where, where, where can we find you at? You can find me on TikTok at Thomas Wooday. Okay. Josh, where can we find you? I know Jones everywhere. Everywhere. Ashton, where you at? I'm at Ash underscore duh underscore stampede on Twitter. A underscore sign 10 everywhere else. 3P set is your favorite bi-weekly podcast. Or bi-monthly, whatever the term is. Just just, just, just check it out. Just check it out. As always, it's been a No It's Good production. Peace out.